Hannah. I'm Dawn. And this is our nostalgic deep dive into Girls Outlet. Before we start, we want to give a content warning for weight-related issues and child exploitation. If this isn't for you, we'll be bringing out plenty more episodes on Jacqueline Wilson's books that you can have a listen to once they're out. Alternatively, you can go back and listen to our other episodes on Girls in Love, Love Lessons and Girls Under Pressure. Okay, so I'm pleased to report <laughs> that I genuinely like this book. Yeah, this this might be like our first overly positive Definitely. review. Definitely. I think out of all of them that we've read so far, this one is by far the best. Yeah, like in this one, I felt like I could more freely... Um, comment on the positive things rather than mm-hmm. having to like really sift through it yeah definitely when I was making notes as well it was more green than yeah. yellow and orange which is good and I, I also I think it might have something to do with it as well it's kind of like for once Ellie's happy in, in parts of this book I don't mean yeah. like in the first or second you, she was happy for less than a page true so it was it was nice to see yeah um so do you did you read any reviews? I didn't read any reviews, no. So I did read some reviews on okay. Goodreads, like oh. I always do. And um they were pretty interesting. Yeah. It, it was more um polarizing, I would say. Either people really liked it or people really didn't like it. Oh really? So what people liked was that it was the sort of um cautionary tale of yeah. don't talk to strangers in vans. <laughs> Like, yeah, um, and it and it helped people to be aware of the dangers that come with being a teenager. Mm-hmm. Even um, like the stuff with Magda, not Magda, Nadine and Liam, yeah. kind of resurfacing mm-hmm. again. Um, and the the uh, writing was simple, but it was good that it was simple because it made the seriousness of the topic easy to understand. Yeah, um, and it wasn't patronising. Yeah. Which I don't think it was, to be honest. No, I don't I don't think it was. I think it was, you kind of understand why the characters do what they do. It's yeah. not in a way where it's like, oh, how stupid of them. Yeah. And, like, I I appreciate that Ellie does things that aren't very good in this book. Yeah. And learns from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone just put, I just had to put this in, it rocks. <laughs> <laughs> it rocks. It rocks. It, it really rocks. Um, and then the bad... It, it was all along the lines of every decision that they make is stupid. The situations are unbelievable and over the top. The characters are whiny and stupid. Which, I see why people would say that. Yeah. But I think there wouldn't be a book if they didn't do dumb things. like. Yeah, it's got to have some sort of like exciting thing that makes it different. Yeah. The whole yeah. book is about learning from making bad choices, maybe. Or yeah. making choices without really thinking about the consequences mm-hmm. so if they didn't make those choices and there wouldn't be a plot yeah and like out of all of the books what happens in this one is one I can kind of be like okay yeah yeah rather than you know like like you know in <laughs> girls in love when a skinhead crashes yeah. on your blood this is more um realistic definitely and the other bad comment is that it makes girls seem like they only care about boys or that they only should mm-hmm. care about boys which is, as you probably know, it's a criticism of the series that I've yeah. had since the first book. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't disagree with it because it is true. And it does cover, like, boys in every single mm-hmm. book. Um, I think, though, so, in this, 
two out of the three, they all have unhealthy relationships in this book. Yeah. Magda with the teacher, Nadine with Liam again, and Ellie with Russell. And all three of those relationships that they have are either inappropriate or toxic. Yeah. But two out of the three of them in the book aren't in those relationships, or they've realised that they're not they're not good. Yeah, they're not healthy. I can appreciate as well that, like, even though they do cover boys and relationships, mm-hmm. it is a massive premise that, you know, friendships above that. Yeah. And, like, the friendship of the three girls is definitely the main theme definitely. of the book and, like, what comes with friendship. So the blurb starts with, I know it's getting late, not just getting, it is late. Nine o'clock, that's when I have to be home. Dad thinks it's not safe any later. When the most amazing magical thing happens, well, while out with my best friends, drop dead gorgeous Magda and super cool Nadine. I meet a boy, and it's me he's interested in. Interested in? Me? Plain plump Ellie. <laughs> but will Russell stay interested in a girl who's not allowed out after dark? The, the, I think the problem I have with this blurb is... Yeah. It, I don't think it covers what's actually in the book. Like, it's like, <laughs> will Russell stay with me because I'm not allowed out late? That's not... Yeah, story. That, yeah, that isn't actually the story at all. Like, he's not allowed out late either. Yeah, and like, that's fair enough that they, they, they do stay out late yeah. on a few nights. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the whole thing is like, oh, God, is Russell going to stay with me because I can't stay out late? Yeah, I know what you mean. That is a really strange blurb. Yeah, it is, isn't it? There is, there's another blurb as well. Um, I think it depends on the edition of the book. Mm-hmm. There's a different one as well that is like it's in third person. Right. Um. But that was that was the first one that I found online because we both read this book online and it claimed it divided up the chapters weirdly. Yeah. So there's actually only eight chapters in the book, but we have there's fifteen. Yeah. So we might be covering it in a different yeah sort of way that Jacqueline Wilson does. Ellie is going out at night with Magda and Nadine. She promises Anna that she'll get the bus to Nadine's house at the end of the night, then her dad can pick her up from there. Anna gives Ellie some money, even though she doesn't have a job herself. Ellie says she's overdone and that she doesn't want a boyfriend at all. Ellie goes to Nadine's. Nadine is having an argument with her mum, who wants her to go line dancing with her and her sister. She says she can't wait to move out and get a flat with Ellie. The two meet up with Magda and start their shopping trip. Okay, so... I think... I don't know, like, it's arguable when you look at the rest of the book. But I'd say Ellie seems more confident about mm-hmm. her body, and I could appreciate yeah. that. Like, I think she's a bit where she um, discusses how, like, she doesn't... She looks enormous in this pair of trousers, mm-hmm. but um, not in this one. And, like, she... It's definitely not to the extent as it does in the other books. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess that's to show she's over it because she recovered from her eating disorder. Yeah. But, um, I don't know, I could appreciate, I could at least appreciate that they don't bang on about weight as much as they did in the other two books. Yeah, Because it definitely. was exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely not as much of a thing. Like, she does say a couple of times, like, I still think I'm too big, but I'm just mm. going to go with it anywhere. Um, but it, it is a lot less, like, apparent as yeah. it was before like it's not like and it's and she doesn't seem to tear down other women for the way no. as well which was the main kind of thing I yeah. she with. I think maybe that's why we both enjoyed it so much because it it did seem more like plot driven like there was yeah. actually things going on rather than it was rather than the other books being more like Ellie's internal monologue of hating herself yeah <laughs> <laughs> um 
yeah, I mean, what I got for good in this chapter, um, similarly to yours, actually, mm-hmm. Ellie is ambitious mm-hmm. um, and she knows what she wants to do already. Um, and it's especially good because she wants to do something creative as a job, yeah. which I think is good. You know, because obviously older people are mm-hmm. around you might be like, you can't get a job yeah. in that, but... Yeah, yeah, that might be, like, reshooting or yeah. reliable. And for her to just be, like, very casually, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to art college. Yeah. And I do think it's cute. And I remember when I was about 13 having these, like, me and my friends are going to get a flat and <laughs> I'm going to do this and they're going to do that. <laughs> like, I mean, I suppose it has actually happened. But yeah. um, <laughs> um, but it, it is nice to read <laughs> that she has a plan. Of course, you don't have to have a plan of what you're doing when you're 13. Um. But it is, it's an interesting to read um, that. And then my other good thing was just the fact that Anna makes eggs, uh, rainbow knitted jumpers. Anna, Anna in this book is a star. She's a star in every book. She's the best character in the whole I thing. I love the girl she had in this book. I thought, like, I was like, yes, Anna, this is you. Mm-hmm. But we'll get onto that. But yeah. Anna in this book. But um, did you get many bad things? I think, so the first thing I noticed was egg because it starts off with eggs and uh, eggs being annoying basically mm-hmm. and ellie just they're just like having a little brother and sister moment egg sounds a lot younger like his dialogue like remember in the first book when he, <laughs> when he <laughs> and I, I thought it was ex- the exact same and when he's like ever so yeah with the eggles story so I just wrote down one line. He says, seven o'clock bath time, splashy, splashy, eight o'clock bedtime, yuck, yuck. I remember that line. There's loads. He says that. And then there's one later on where he, I mean, he's got a toffee in his mouth, so I get that he's yeah. not saying the words properly. Yeah. But he, he sounds like a baby. Yeah. I can't tell if this is good or bad, though, because it is more realistic for his age to a True. Extent. Yeah, true. Like, but again, inconsistent. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I suppose it is more like a five-year-old would speak, but I was like, eggs, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eggs deteriorated. You spoke really well, and then it was just yeah. like... Um, and also, like, Anna in this book doesn't have a job, but she's constantly giving Ellie money. Aww. I was like, why, why is Ellie asking Anna for money? Why is she asking her dad, who actually yeah. has a job? She even puts, like, I bullied Anna. Yeah, like, yes, you did. You bullied <laughs> Anna. <laughs> Yeah, I have that wrote down when she's like, oh, I feel so bad for bullying Anna. Like, give me money, bitch. Yeah, like, a fiver, please, yeah. every single day. So she's got a Mackey's, like... Yeah, fiver a day. Like, God, that, that is a lot of money. I know, and then she, like, moans, like, oh, yeah, back to get double as, like, as much as I do. And it's like, chill. She's giving you money every single day. I know. Like, and, like... Mackey's in the 90s, right? She really wasn't um, that expensive. Like a fiver a day, I feel like you'd have to like aim to spend that. Yeah, and she's she's always going on about as well. Like she's just like snaffling a few chips. Like <laughs> I know. Um, I don't get it. What did you get for um, bad stuff? Um, so it's just like little things. Yeah. But, like again, the first thing that is mentioned about Magda in this book, same as all the others, uh-huh. is um, a chest and a bra, which I was like, you know, typical. Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's Magda, she's... It's Magda, the 13-year-old that everyone sexualises oh for no reason. Oh, my God. I know. And, oh, God, when... Um, I mean, this is more problematic okay. than bad, I guess. Yeah, um, okay. But I'll say a bad line. It wasn't even a bad line. It was um, 
it was more just funny because <laughs> Ellie in this book again like some of the lines she comes out with yeah like um she says to eggs like I might accidentally douse your dopey old sweater and I was like that's so Jacqueline Wilson like the words dopey is used yeah. all the time and like really weird verbs you just wouldn't say in yeah. conversation I don't know, but... Um, yeah, something that made me do a double take was the fact that when they go to the uh, shopping centre, Nadine experiments with silver blush. Yeah, I remember that, and I was kind of like, what, like, like is a, that a highlight? Is that a thing? Is that a thing? I mean, I'd be willing to try it. I was just all... Yeah, <laughs> I was just a bit... Well, it's the same, it's a, like, weird things, like, the snake tattoo that was on yeah. my forehead, like... <laughs> Yeah, silver blush, like to me, that surely can't be a thing. Like that, that would not look good yeah. on anyone. Because what? I, I assumed maybe it was like some sort of like highlight. But even oh, was yeah. that even a thing? In maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we also learn that Dan is not coming back in the first chapter. I'm more upset about no return of Gail, to be honest. I know, like, but. To me, it's just like, well, what is the point of him? Like, because yeah. it wasn't. She got nothing out of her relationship with Dan. Like, no. at all. like she didn't even. I don't even think she learned anything. Because from the first book, it's set up to be like she's gonna kind of learn to like him. <laughs> she's gonna <laughs> which, learn to be like, okay, so he's not a dream. Yeah, boy. which like isn't the best plot point ever, and like she wasn't yeah. mean to him, but I thought it was gonna go somewhere, and that he'd be in every book. I, I don't know, I'm thinking, because obviously there's still thought of that house in Wales. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe he'll come up again. He didn't in this one, but no. I hope he does. But they only go <laughs> to Wales for... Oh, they're going summer, don't they? They're going oh, summer and they're going okay. to Christmas. Yeah. And in the next book, it's going to be summer, because she says in this book that it's spring. Yeah. So I feel like he might be back. I hope he is. <laughs> He's a really well-written character. Like, I would take Dan any day over Russell. Oh, God, yeah. Dan... 100%. At least Stan is like nice to Ellie. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was also when Ellie was talking about her eating disorder. Yeah. She described it as a seriously intense diet and then she just brushes it off like yeah. her heart And like, I can. I was kind of conflicted about this because mm-hmm. I was kind of like, okay, we don't know the time span of this and we obviously uh, eating disorder with related issues are different for everyone. Yeah. So maybe to her, this isn't a new sort of maybe it was just something she kind of tried. Yeah. But it did seem to go to a point where I was like, that's pretty, I don't know. Yeah, like it was. Past a diet. Yeah, definitely. It was definitely past a diet. Like she was, I think, maybe a couple of steps away from like needing medical help. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I thought just, scra- just brushing it off like that is not yeah. the best thing for young people to be reading. Because if you've read. Girls Under Pressure, you read this book and she's describing it as a diet, mm-hmm. then you run the risk of having the audience be like, oh, it was just a diet. Like, yeah. it's fine for me to do that because there's, there's nothing bad about it. It's just a diet. Yeah, because it's like, oh, it's just a stupid diet. Like, like, I can do that. Yeah, like, it's kind of minimising, like, how dangerous it actually is and how, yeah. how much it can hurt you to do that. And it also kind of, like, takes away the seriousness of uh-huh. it I think and like um just something like you can choose to have or yeah. choose not to have like I mean it's done quite a few times in the book to be honest where it's described as being like 
loopy yeah and crazy yeah it's like oh okay good. like so people with eating disorders are just like crazy and like yeah. tonight it just i just felt a bit yanks lower and it's kind of like well i felt like the same with the contrasting the first with the second yeah i kind of thought that bring things that learnt from the first and made that mm-hmm. into a big theme in the second so yeah stuff in the second so in the second the whole book mm-hmm. was about her eating disorder yeah and then in the third, it's like they keep passing comments like, ha, I was so lucky. Yeah. And it's like, especially <sighs> because it surely, like, she's basically just recovered from yeah. it. Like, it it can't have happened more than a couple of months prior mm-hmm. to the events of this book. And she's, it's almost like she's forgotten about it. Or, like, yeah. she's that recovered that, like, it doesn't even play on her mind at all. And I feel like that's not reflective of real yeah. life. Because I feel like having an eating disorder would affect you for a long period of oh, time. completely. And, like, I don't know... I, right, I don't know if this is just me reading mm-hmm. too deep into it, but honestly, I feel like the only times she does mention this, like, eating disorder is so she can validate Jacqueline Wilson pretty much writing something about her being fat, because obviously there's so many fat descriptions in Jacqueline Wilson books. Mm-hmm. So she'll be like... Yeah, I'm recovering from my eating disorder, so don't worry. But also, I look enormous in this <laughs> and, like, yeah. I mean, it's more, like, in a late shadow where I was kind of like, are you joking? Like, that's the only reason yeah. that's been mentioned there. But I don't know. Yeah, um, that was basically the only yikes thing I had. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one other one, though. Okay. And it's this line. God. I'm definitely not going to the art college where my dad lectures, though. I'm certainly not cut out to be one of his adoring students. Anna was once, and my mum. I didn't realise that her mum was the student of his as well. I didn't either. How like, old is she? Because like, she died like how many years ago? Like, what? She died when she when Ellie was like a toddler, so say like ten years ago. Christ. So if she was like the 30, I would say. Maybe yeah. when she when she died. That would make maybe like ten years ago you met, I think. So like she mm. she surely would have been eighteen, she's at college. Yeah. Eighteen like, at most. Yeah, like sixteen or eighteen. On, the only other right, the only other thing I can think of is that Jacqueline Wilson is getting confused with college and university. And when she says college she actually means university. Yeah, I hope so. Because he, she says where my dad lectures. Which is really right. only a uni thing. Yeah. Like when we were at college, we we wouldn't say le- we had lecturers. Mm-hmm. We would say tutors, teachers. Yeah, like yeah, teacher. It's not they don't do lectures, I guess. No. But yeah, I feel like his predatory nature mm-hmm. was shown a lot in this book again. Yeah. And maybe that was just <laughs> the beginning, showing us that it was the man as well. I hate Ellie's dad so much. He is the worst um basically yeah. all the only times i've really had bad things to say about this book is with regards to ellie's dad and, and russell yeah and obviously there's some lines that are a bit cheesy but yeah. uh ellie's dad is the worst i hate him he's oh, a horrible God. character and again jacqueline wilson writes these father type characters that aren't very good that yeah. are straight up abusive and it's never played off as such it's always it's just you know, he's, he's just ultra strict. Stuck in the Stone Age, he's just naff. He's just mm-hmm. old fashioned. Like, but it's more than that. Yeah. Like, is this? Yeah. The, in at one point in this book, like, she, he makes he shouts so much that he makes 
eggs and Anna and Ellie all cry. <laughs> it was no chill like at all. Magda and Nadine both want to buy makeup. Ellie gets bored and goes into an art shop where she tries out some pens by writing her name. They then go to HMV and listen to the new album by their favourite singer, Claudia Coleman. After they, after they go to McDonald's where Ellie tests out the art supplies she bought by sketching her friends. After this, she notices a boy from the local private boys' school in the corner of the restaurant sketching her. This leads to a flirty sketch-off between the two of them. He comes over to them and asks to see what she's drawn. He shows her his drawing of her and he's an amazing artist. He introduces himself as Russell and, immediate, and takes immediate interest in Ellie, although Ellie is shy and doesn't think that someone as cool as him should, would, could have an interest in her. Magda is also interested in him, but he only really talks to Ellie. Magda and Nadine go to leave so that Ellie and Russell can be alone, but Ellie wants to go with them. Russell comes too, and even though Ellie is inwardly enthusiastic about getting to know Russell, she feels awkward and can't hold a conversation with him, leaving Nadine to do most of the talking. So we're introduced to Russell. Right. Russell is Ellie's love interest in Girls Out Loud. Yes. And he's, he's not the best. He's bloody awful. <laughs> <laughs> he's absolutely oh, horrible. He is a, he's just a soft boy, isn't he? Yeah. In the most horrible way as well. <laughs> Getting to the end a little bit, but were you shocked that they ended up together at the end of the book? When, when he was, like, the ending, like, is when you got a happy ending. Yeah. Like, I, thought, I really thought we were going to break up. I thought the whole plot was going to be, like, yeah, it could be perfect. Yeah. yeah. If he does these things. Yes. <laughs> because the whole thing as well, like, they're always singing that song by mm-hmm. Claudie. Yeah. Like, he's not worth it. Worth yeah. it. I was trying to imagine the tune. I know. <laughs> was going. But um, no, the whole, like, premise of it was that. And then he's very clearly being a horrible boyfriend. Yeah. And it's like, I love you. And it's like, wait, what? No, that, that was a bit yeah. This was meant to go. That, yeah, I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but like that was the worst part. Again, the endings. Yeah. Um, But right, yeah, chapter two. We're also, oh no, we'll talk about Russell first, I guess, since we're on that. Um, I think that sketching someone <laughs> is weird. <laughs> I, I mean, I expected nothing less from no. Ellie. I, I was like, Fair enough, like yeah. very Ellie, but it's also just weird, and it's. I mean, I guess it could maybe be romantic to a young reader. I, I think like him sketching her without her knowing is weird, but then yeah. when it got to me re- to me reading the the, the sketch off, mm-hmm. as I'm gonna call it, I was like, okay, maybe that is kind of sweet. Maybe it could be because in a McDonald's, I was like, I was laughing it was in a McDonald's. Yeah, so I was like, like, how romantic. I was like, <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, okay, I can get that. It's a British thirteen-year-old yeah. story. Like, yeah, yeah. So McDonald's. I was like, that's the most accessible place for thirteen-year-olds to float with each other. Yeah, year. I mean, I like that for once. I mean, I don't like Russell, mm-hmm. but I can appreciate that Ellie's been given a love interest that doesn't have to be like someone that she doesn't find attractive and it's just settling for because it's all yeah. what she called herself plump Ellie yeah um you know like to show you know you can look like Ellie and mm-hmm. um people can be interested in you you can like love yourself you don't have to constantly be envious of your two best friends yeah like, you can also date boys but yeah but the, yeah I don't know I think Ellie's friends in this chapter are brilliant. Mm-hmm. I think the the way that they support Ellie, because she's 
very nervous about like she doesn't even want to like sketch him and they're like no do it do it it'll be fun come on do it he really likes you and she's like no he he can't like me and they're like no Ellie just go for it like that was really sweet and then when Ellie at the end is like a bit nervous about talking to Russell Nadine like takes over and she like it's kind of like the middleman in the conversation and it's just brilliant the way that she like helps her out love Nadine um yeah, there's a lot of good. Um, Claudie Coleman sounds like an incredible. Yeah, <laughs> I, I kind of liked um, Claudie Coleman's kind of relevance yeah. in this book. So I felt like it was realistic. Yeah. Like the 13 year old girls yeah. and they're kind of like looking up to like a, a grown woman. And like, I don't know, there's more later, which I was kind of like, oh, okay, that's quite mm-hmm. good, a good thing to look at. But. Yeah, I liked the introduction of her character. Do you think that she's based on someone, like an actual singer? Well, I didn't think, did you? I was thinking, like, maybe, like, Beth Ditto, or, like, I don't know, because it's, like, 1999, I think, when this was released. Oh, is it? Or 2000, maybe, yeah. actually. So, like, someone from around that time, like, Gwen Stefani or someone? I don't yeah. know. But then, from the way that she was described, like, she's, like, a feminist. Mm-hmm. But she's also like really curvy. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could be both. <laughs> um, she's like, um, yeah, she's like kick ass and. Yeah. I liked her. Like, I don't know, I like that they all, that was something they can all relate yeah. on. Uh-huh. And they all go to, they all like listen on the headphones. Yeah. And HMV. And they all like reference her songs yeah. all the time. I was like, that's, that's awesome. Because. There's some parts in this book where I was like, I don't understand why these girls are friends at all, mm-hmm. and I think they're awful for each other. Yeah. But when they like use Cody to like hype yeah. each other up, I was like, yes, get it, like yeah. go. We also learn in this chapter that Girls Out Late is a title of a film. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Did you find that weird? Yeah. I was kind of, I honestly thought when I was reading it, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised. If this book takes a horror, oh my god, like, spin <laughs> like it suddenly starts reflecting the film. Yeah. Well, she know. at one point she does say like, um, like I feel like I've been, I feel like my head's gonna explode like that girl in Girls Out Loud. Yeah. And they didn't reference before that that it was a horror movie. It was after because I was reading that and I was googling it on my phone. And I was yeah. like, what is that thing? Like yeah. I've never heard of that. Then I was like, oh no, it's. A horror movie. Yeah, it's a made-up horror movie. Um, yeah, I, I thought it would have more relevance to the plot, like what with it being the title of the book and yeah. everything. I'm not going to lie, I hated every single time it was mentioned. Like, <laughs> oh God, um, there's one bit where, in fact, there's a few bits where Ellie will go, hi, I'm a girl out late. Oh, I'm a girl out late. And I was like, shut up. Like, we get it. It's called Girls Out Late. And you the are out late. I am a girl out late. I don't know. I'm just um, I suppose, like, it's it's a horror film. Yeah. And this whole book is about, a, like, a cautionary tale about staying yeah. out late. Yeah. So I guess in that way it's relevant. But to call the book Girls Out Late. Yeah, and then in the blurb to make that a massive deal as well. Yeah. Don't know, weird. Um, have you got any other things that you didn't like? Oh, I've got oh my <laughs> god. Um go on then. So this is just like a small thing, but it was just like because repet- Jacqueline Wilson was so much repetition, like mm-hmm. on, like um you sent me um about that line she was Oh repeating. my god. Or yeah. is it even like um this was literally girls under pressure. Mm-hmm. Nadine, Ellie, and Magda mm-hmm. go shopping. Mm-hmm. Magda has a new piece of clothing on. Yeah. 
Nadine checks the label. This <laughs> happens again. And I'm pretty sure it was chapter two in Girls and Boys. Oh my god. Well. And I, was I like, didn't notice that. Yeah, Nadine checks the label. And, I mean, she doesn't whistles, but <laughs> she got she says the brand name and then it's like, woo! That's a good brand, Magda. Like, Magda's rich. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Really weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> did you know what this meant? I didn't know if this was, like, again, like a regional thing right, or what. Okay. When they're talking about the Harbour High School boys, she says they're the Hooray Henrys. I think, like, that is, like, something that my grandparents would probably say. What is I think it? it's just a really posh man. All right, okay. <laughs> I've never heard of that. And I was just like, what? Or a or the twitchy nerd type. And I was like, there's <laughs> God. Yeah, it's just weird lines and this, and, like, the repetition yeah. again. Um, and again, like, um... I don't know, every, I feel like every boy is described, that every boy that seems as desirable yeah. is described in the exact same way. Oh my way. god, so true. So, so true. It's ridiculous. There's no variation on it. Like, it happens. Like, we were joking last week <laughs> about, um, he looked so <laughs> in it his, <laughs> and it happens twice. Like, yeah. she writes that exact structure twice in this book. Oh and the book is not... A, big book so that you can really notice it when it happens and it's over and over and over again and it's just like again like it's this whole thing where the the narrative is simple it repeats itself mm-hmm. yet not just ellie that everyone will come out with the most obscure yeah. words every now and then and it's i don't understand who this book's aimed at like at all no like it's not uh it's not something that I feel like will ever change with Jacqueline Wilson books. Like, mm. I think the audience are always going to feel a little tiny bit alienated by the way that yeah. she writes because it is just so old-fashioned. No matter who you are as well, I feel like no matter yeah. who reads this, they're going to feel like a disconnection to it. Yeah. Like, I suppose you could argue, like, oh, well, this book's 20 years old, so I was reading it now, it's yeah. going to seem old-fashioned. But I feel like even 20 years ago, yeah. like, language hasn't changed like, language is always changing, but language hasn't changed a great amount mm-hmm. to the point where reading this, every other line is like, okay, yeah, no one would say that. Yeah. I don't know, it's just, every now and then it's just so obscure and weird. Like, Nadine says gee whiz. Nadine <laughs> says <laughs> So it's not just an anything. No. It's an everyone no. thing. Magda she especially is. is really bad for... For strange lines, but I feel like that's just like Jacqueline Wilson not really being able to write a confident, quote unquote, sexy thirteen-year-old. Yeah, you can tell she doesn't connect with Magda's character. No, because Magda's character is hollow. Like, yeah, <laughs> you you can't really tell what she's like at all. No. Um, did you get any more like badly written? Stuff? Um, just I got an inconsistency. Yeah. Um, which is just that in the first book. Ellie makes a lot of references to music and how much of a music fan she is. Yeah. She talks about John Lennon. Mm-hmm. The bit at the end where they all, where they're in a house and they all sing uh, karaoke songs. Whereas in this chapter, she she talks about how she's clueless on the music that that Russell likes and about how she has to read a, a music magazine to call herself up on music. Yeah. I was just like, I feel she sounded like she really liked music in the first book. Yeah, like. 
Well, it's in as well as that, like she like she says, like, oh, I'm so close, I have to read that. Mm-hmm. And then even when it comes to like in Claude, she's yeah. like, so, um, what was it like? Magda liked her for the beat, and yeah, um, she liked her for the lyrics, and yeah. Ellie likes her because of what she like looks like, which isn't yeah. a bad thing, but yeah. it's also again like her disconnection in music. Yeah, like she, know. yeah, she's she seemed to be a music fan, and now she's not. Um, but that that was the only other bad thing I got. So. Did you get many yikes? I didn't get any yikes. Maybe I just like I got no two. But one of them was not really a massive yikes, just mm. just a little yike. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't know. I, I was a bit like, uh oh. but I can't that. Um, Go on. The, the main yikes line, which I've kind of already covered, was my old anorexic loopiness overwhelms me. Yeah, that um, is very bad. I was just again like, oh God, we're like two chapters in and uh-huh. you know, keep going on about it but okay well fine and then I kind of like have a problem with how every single desirable boy mm-hmm. in this is older yeah um so he's in year 11 yeah he's 16 mm-hmm. these girls are 13 yeah and as mm-hmm. well as that she yeah. says I could easily be mistaken for some little kid of 11 or 12 uh yeah, that was, is, yeah. I mean like you know no matter what you look like when you're 13 it's weird and, like, I don't know, I was kind of like, did that happen in school? Like, and was, like, oh, I don't know. It's just, like, it's just every single character mm-hmm. that's your age have to be, like, damn, like, the most, like, yeah. undesirable yeah. guy ever. And then, like, because I don't know, like, if you're a young person reading this, it's like, oh, I'm year nine. And, like, you know, the, even the year 11s aren't mature enough for me. Yeah. It's like, no, they are. Like, yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't be looking at anyone older. No, I don't know. not. No, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, it is interesting that the only guy that's like Ellie's age, or I suppose he's a bit younger, is just like acts like a four year old. I suppose yeah. like boys mature later than girls or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, good point. I, I, point. I was I was kind of conflicted with it because I was kind of like, well, I mean, I remember like being in year nine and being like, oh yeah, like we're mature, the guys now you're so immature, like. But at the same time, it's kind of like, uh, would every single yeah. guy be like that? Like, the, surely there'd be, like, a, at least one boy that's yeah. just, like, a normal boy. Because all three books, every single guy that's... I mean, I'm kind of glad that all these guys have been condemned for uh-huh. being creepy. Yeah. But it's just like, why do they all have to be older? On the bus, Ellie sits with Nadine, with Russell behind them. Nadine tells Ellie that Russell really liked her and that she'll get off the bus so the two can sit and talk. Ellie says that he's just being friendly, but she's overwhelmed by the idea that she may, she may be getting romantically involved with Russell. So, quietly, Ellie begs Nadine to stay so that she doesn't have to be alone with Russell. Nadine leaves. Ellie realises that she is late getting home, but Russell wants to go for a walk. Not wanting to upset Russell, she agrees, but feels awkward and uncomfortable and knows that she'll get into trouble for being out so late. Russell opens up about his dysfunctional home life and Ellie talks about how much she loves her friends. Russell asks if they're all single and Ellie says yes, so he asks her if she'd go out with him. He then makes plans to meet her the next day. Ellie says again that she's worried about being late, but Russell says it's fine. They kiss but are interrupted by a gang of children who pour things on them. Russell says they should go somewhere more private, but Ellie again says she has to go. They kiss again, and Russell wants to go further, but Ellie says no. He begrudgingly tells Ellie what time it is, and she realises that she is very late. 
Ellie panics and starts running home. Russell wants to talk to Ellie's dad and explain that she didn't mean to be out for so long, but she doesn't want him to meet her dad. They kiss again. She goes home where her parents are angrily waiting for her. So, I something I like, mm-hmm. I don't want to say love because it has its issues. Russell is very cringy. <laughs> oh, gosh, I think it's deliberate, or I would say that it was deliberate had they not been together at the end of the book. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like Ellie picks up on it to a certain extent yeah. as well. Yeah, and when she does, it's golden. Like, yeah. When he's like, people tell me I really look like Leonardo DiCaprio, and Ellie's like, oh my God, he really doesn't. <laughs> I loved that one. I really loved that he had some, like, he, she didn't see him as some sort I know. of god. I was like, yes, Ellie, go for him. Like, that was really funny, like... I think Jacqueline Wilson is great at writing little cringy moments. Mm-hmm. Like, I really liked it in the other chapter where he, he, like, holds his hand out so that she can give him a sketchbook so that he can see what she's drawn. She <laughs> thinks that he's sh- going to shake her hand. <laughs> so she shakes his hand and he's like, okay. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. Um, I also like that Ellie is scared about being physical with Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, she says that she's not sure that she wants to kiss him yeah. to Nadine. I feel like that's understandable. Yeah. And given the circumstances, like, this is happening very fast. Like, oh, God, yeah. It's, they've literally met, like, half an hour ago, and then all of a sudden, like, Nadine's, like, whispering in her ear, like, you're going to snog him. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the tongues. It's going to be fine. And Ellie's like, wait a minute, no. Because it's not like she's ever been in this sort of situation. No. And now it's kind of like, right, so this is what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, like, I even like Kelly Powell on the bus, she was like really quiet and like yeah. just mumbling words. Yeah. I was like, yeah, like realistic, she's a 13-year-old girl who's just met this like year 11 in McDonald's uh-huh. who's like, yeah, we'll go at the park. And like her friends obviously have more experience with this type of thing mm-hmm. than she does. So it's okay for them to be like, it'll be fine. Yeah. But to her, it's, it's a huge, huge thing. Yeah. Oh, I, like I feel like Ellie's presentation is really realistic mm-hmm. in like this chapter yeah because you can you can feel how nervous she is but definitely um it, it goes along with how she's um scared of upsetting him yeah because she doesn't like i mean i suppose it's um it's not like explicitly stated like what she really wants but in my head she doesn't want to go with him at all no. she, and she doesn't want to kiss him it, like, because like, it says she, she says, I want to go home, and I was like, oh. Like, and the thing is, so Nadine gets, like, Nadine is horrendous. Like, I yeah. am a Nadine stan, but she is horrendous in this chapter. Like, Ellie does say, like, Nadine stare, and she's like, no, no, no. Like, she, yeah. I think she kind of thinks it's funny. She's like, no, no, and she leaves. And then Russell and Ellie are left, and Nadine's running down the street <laughs> to get away from it. She can't even catch up to them anymore. Um, and then, um, Ellie says to Russell, we should walk Nadine's way. Mm-hmm. And Russell's like, no, we should walk our way or something like yeah. that. Like, he could tell that she wants to go with Nadine. And he's like, no, you're not. You're coming with me. Yeah. And he's just met her. Yeah, I was like, oh, my God, no. Like, and she she's in a position where she can't say no to him mm-hmm. because she doesn't know him. She doesn't know what, like, what he's, I don't want to say, he doesn't know what he's, what he's capable of. Well, yeah, he's... But, and she, again, she's scared of upsetting him or being seen as frigid, which, yeah. you know, is a horrible term, I yeah. hate. But, um, yeah. It, it, it was, like, I feel like I'm glad that the, like, showed Ellie like that, not just straight away. Mm-hmm. She was like, 
oh yeah, I'm really annoyed yeah. because it's realistic. Even if she does, I don't know, like is slightly excited by yeah, the idea, definitely. it's natural that the fear would kind of be more present. Uh huh. Like and even though, even though she spent the past two books talking about how much she wants a boyfriend. Yeah. Um, like in practice, mm-hmm. it's it's a big thing. It's a scary yeah. thing. Um, yeah, that was really good. There was a few other good things I thought. Um, <laughs> it's stupid. I thought it was really funny, and yeah. I was like, yes, this is like a British thirteen-year-old <laughs> yeah. love story. Which he's like, is it snow? Is it raining? And it's like just some kids like putting crisps in the uh, on him. I was yeah. like, <laughs> I was like, of course, of course, Jacqueline Wilson. If you write down what the children say as they're doing that. Oh God, isn't it? Um, it's right. I think like I can do word for word because it horrified me. Was it snog, snog, snoggy, snog? It was, it was, snog, snog, snoggy, snog. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) God, snoggy, snog. I was was like, right, okay, Chuck, like, some little, a little ten-year-old kids in the park are not going to say snog, snog, snoggy, snog. What's growing? Because when I first saw, like, the way it was doing, I was like, others stood, like, right (laughs) above them, like, chomping and (laughs) stuff. It seemed like they were more throwing coke and throwing crystal. Like, like maybe like they had the packet open and they were kind of like like, like flinging them out snuggy like snuggy snog kind of like shaking the packet all yeah. over them snuggy snog <laughs> <And> is it snog <laughs> whilst they're shouting snuggy snog right, I don't think funny but they like reacted really well to that like yeah. Ellie like delicately like picks up a crisp that's on Russell's head yeah and it's she, like, like a romantic ball yeah and she like giggles like I'm not being funny but if a child, if a child poured crisps and coke on me as I was snogging someone not yeah. that I would be but um, <laughs> <laughs> but I would scream like oh, God, that is vile that is disgusting it really is and she's so like casual like, like, yeah, it's then, like a ribbon in his hair yeah like, and then Russell's sure. like come on guys get away <laughs> yeah like uh, Scoot off, like kids. Yeah, like that is bad. Um, yeah. Um, God. Another good thing, um, with regard to Ellie and Russell is that when um, she debates, just even though she doesn't really want to, going further. Yeah. But then she's like, actually no, mm-hmm. and then she's very firm with him. Yeah. And like, it takes some persuading to like stop. Oh God, no. Not good. But she isn't even. I found that really strange as well because it's not like that isn't that sort of thing isn't condemned. Mm-hmm. Like if you think about Magda in the last book and if yeah. you think about Liam and Nadine, that's this exact situation happens where yeah. they're out out in like a public place. Yeah. Um, they're kissing and then they try to take it further and then you know the rest of the gang are like yeah they are a creep yeah. which is great but he's still I don't think it's condemned at all. No. And he says. And this is like the first night we've met, and he's like, "Oh please, Ellie, please!" Uh-huh. And oh, by the way, <laughs> did you like vomit in your mouth every single time he said, "Oh Ellie," I was like, "Shut up, <laughs> oh, oh Ellie, oh Ellie!" Like every five seconds. Um, oh. yeah, it had me rolling. It's what I brought. <laughs> <laughs> oh Ellie. A few other badly written parts of this chapter, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal favorite. It might go into like my like top awkward lines of this book okay was when russell's talking about his stepman right and um <laughs> she's called cynthia and he's right. like oh she's called cynthia which is so typical because um my stupid besotted dad is sitting with cynthia which doesn't make any sense is it literally because cynthia has the word sin in it yeah i think so but it was just so weird like, and I'll, 
like all sinning because she's called Cynthia. And like, but it's not like they're not having an affair. Yeah, it's not like so it's, it's not like they're living in sin. Or yeah, whatever it is. they're just together. They're just boyfriend and girlfriend. In this chapter, there's a bizarre reference to Andy Pandy. There's two. There's, there's two. Like, this is the the first bizarre reference about Andy Pandy, and then Magda yeah. makes the same one later. Mm-hmm. It's just. Well, I found it strange how, like, Andy Pandy yeah. is mentioned, and he says he loves kids' telly. Mm-hmm. There's, like, loads of references to the Teletubbies and the teachers of Teletubby Kira. Oh, I was yeah. Like, why, why is there so many references to, like, little kid shows? Like, I don't know. Like, I thought it was bizarre that Mr. Windsor's got a Teletubby key ring. And he just have kids in there. <laughs> it's just a bit weird, isn't it? And, like, <laughs> I don't know why, like, because, like, I know it. I think Magda just keeps going on and on about the characters, like, over and over again. I was like, right, Magda, chill, we get yeah. it. And, like, use all clearly some reason. And, like, <laughs> children's telly. Yeah, like, um... Magda, no, Nadine says that Ellie would be scared of a new new. Yeah. When, when Russell's like, have you seen girls out there? Yeah. It's like, what? what? And <laughs> it's like the way Magda says so casually to Mr. Windsor, yeah. oh, it's the Teddy Tubbies, one of your favourite programmes. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, Magda, it is. Like, that's not really weird. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there is a lot of references to kids' TV shows, and it's not really explained other than their children. But yeah, the only thing again that it did, I was kind of like, I was kind of like, okay, well, Jacqueline Wilson's used to writing mm-hmm. for really young characters, you know, relating with the yeah. kids. Um, every now and then we'll get like a sex reference. I know it's it's like a bizarre cocktail of it's a cocktail of references <laughs> in there. Um, yeah, what did you? Did you get anything else with bad? Yeah, um, we didn't discuss it, we discussed it, but we haven't discussed it here about uh-huh. um, Russell um, says to Ellie, I love the way you talk, Ellie. You're so different from all the girls, which... Oh, my God. Uh, how many times has Jack and Russell been used to struggle? Like, one, he's just met her, so, like, he doesn't know her. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how different or not she is to the other girls. Yeah. And that trope is the worst thing ever. I hate it so much. I've spoken about how much I hate it before, so I'm not going to go over it. It's just... It's just constant reinforcing. Like, I don't know, because, again, with this book, I felt like this was the most... Not completely, but it was the most feminist out of all yeah. the books we've read so far. Uh-huh. But it, the ideology that's constantly enforced that, like, anything feminine is bad and mm-hmm. dumb yeah. and stupid. It's like, okay, sure. And I think it's just lazy writing more mm-hmm. than anything, like... You're so different. How like be spe- be specific? Like what yeah. ma- what makes her good and desirable to you, mm-hmm. rather than oh uh, she doesn't act in a way that I don't like in women. Yeah. So therefore, she's good. Yeah, and it's kind of like as well like this whole idea that I don't because it's enforced in the first two books that Ellie isn't desirable mm-hmm. because of how she looks. Yeah. So the only way she can be desired is by being so different from other girls. Yeah. It's like, no, she can just be like, like yeah. she's a perfectly normal person. Yeah. She's not different and mm-hmm. she should be like who she is because she's like so massively different from everyone else that only Russell likes her. Like, I yeah. don't know. Maybe I'm looking too deep into it there, but like, I don't know. I feel like Ellie's view of herself and everyone's because I, I was kind of like oh well I'm kind of glad that someone Ellie actually likes has a positive view of Ellie because I still feel like 
I feel like a friend's patronised sometimes, and I feel like everyone kind of yeah. looks down on their sympathies, like sympathises with her. Yeah. Or they're like, um, just playing, playing up, don't like her. I think it. She talks about how she's all. She sees herself as like the the third choice mm-hmm. out of like it goes always like Magda. And yeah. If they can't go for Magda, they go for Nadine, and if they can't go for, for Nadine, they go for her. So yeah, I mm-hmm. and I think her friends, to be honest, see it like that as well. Yeah, I think that, that agree, which is why again when a friends aren't supporting all the like. Why aren't you just going for it, mm-hmm. um, Ellie? It's a bit like you understand why she's your best friend. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> that you never have before. But I don't know. That was like um, the badly written parts of it, I guess. Yeah. Um, did you get any yikes? At the this only one? yikes that I've got is the fact that Nadine shouldn't have left Ellie, which I stand by. She should. Yeah, one hundred percent. And the pressuring. Yeah. Um, I wish that. Because, again, I expected them to break up at the end of this mm-hmm. book because he does so much wrong by Ellie. Yeah, he's, like, written, like, such a villain. Like, yeah. he, he is, to me, the villain of this story. And then at the end, <laughs> Ellie is buzzing them together. Yeah, like, even the parts that are meant to be, like, the relationship being cute couple parts, like, this scene of, like, Ellie kissing, like, I get that she finds it exciting, I kind of, and I like the line where she said, this is real and adult and exciting, because, like, yeah, understandable. Yeah. They're not written in a massively positive, like, you're still meant to kind of be like, oh, Jesus Christ, she doesn't want to, like, yeah. let her go on. Like, Which I think is, is fine, mm-hmm. if at the end she's mm-hmm. like, I've been coerced into doing things yeah. I don't want to do, I've been emotionally manipulated into not liking my friends and not wanting to hang out with my friends, and to prioritise this guy that I don't really know or my yeah. friends. But that doesn't happen. They end up together. I'm assuming they're going to be together in Girls in Tears. Yeah, I assume so. Maybe they'll break up. Maybe, like, yeah, I mean, I hope that she realises in Girls in Tears that he's a scumbag. Anna is relieved to see Ellie. Dad is really angry. Ellie makes the excuse that she's been watching Girls out late at Nadine's, but Ellie has forgotten that she was meant to be ringing Anna from Nadine's house meaning that Anna has already rang there and figured out that Nadine was alone. Nadine eventually told them that Ellie was with a boy. Ellie says, it's true, but that nothing happened between them and that all they did was talk about art. Ellie says that she's going to see Russell again tomorrow, but Dad forbids it because she's lied to them. The next day, Dad won't speak to her and grounds her. At school, Ellie has to write a poem about nature. Um, Anna... Poor Anna. It's <laughs> so good. She's yeah. the voice of reason mm-hmm. in this chapter. She's like crying. Yeah. Because she's really scared that something really horrible's happened to Ellie. Mm-hmm. Like she's been the one that's been crying and upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's still like, Oh, it's okay, Ellie, just go up to bed and I was like, Oh Anna. She like gives her a cuddle and, and then like it's just a complete contrast to the dad. Yeah. Who is shouting. And calling Ellie names, like saying that she's ridiculous and stupid. Yeah, I just, oh God, I hate the dad. Like, he clearly doesn't care at all about mm. anyone. Yeah, you know, like, like even like when he was like, oh, you like been kissing him. Yeah. And like really going into it, I was like, why do you care so much? Like, it's too weirdo. I think that I've wrote something about the way that a dad talks her in this chapter. So he says, I hate the idea of you going off on your own with the first boy that beckons in your direction, letting him slobber all over you in the dark. 
Right. So Ellie, I mean, she was in the wrong because she stayed out late. She didn't want to. And I think it's something that I wrote for bad was the fact that she didn't want to. <laughs> but she she says in the previous chapter how worried she is about getting into trouble, how much she doesn't want to stay out. But in this chapter, she, like, argues with them yeah. as though she did want to stay out. Mm-hmm. Like, if she'd have said, I'll try to get home, but I couldn't. Yeah. That would make more sense from what she was saying before. But yeah. instead, it was like she changes... Changes, like, kind of what had actually happened. Yeah. She was like, no, I was just with a guy. It was fine. But, like, she was worried that she would get into trouble and doing that would get her into more trouble. So yeah. she was in the wrong... But to talk to Ellie like that, it's not a productive way to, one, let your teenage daughter be open with you about talking about relationships. Yeah. Because she's now going to hide everything from you. She's not going to trust you with something that's quite personal. Yeah. If she thinks she's just going to get a barrage of abuse Mm -hmm. in return. And also it shows that he doesn't really respect her. Oh, no, he doesn't. Or know her very well. And it's... Like when she snaps, like when Ellie snaps, and yeah. I can I can understand why she would. Yeah. Because like, he just doesn't stop like ever. Mm-hmm. Like the only times he actually talks to her is when he's asking her to do something mm-hmm. for him, a grown man. Yeah. Or to have a go at her. And like she feels, like like I, I said, like she feels so isolated at yeah. home, and I'm like not surprised why she would have a go because the only time they ever go to her is to just yeah. give verbal abuse. And like he says, I'll talk to her how I damn well please. Yeah. Like even if you even if your kid has done something like obviously not something major like murdered someone, but if they've done something and they're in the wrong, still treat it with respect. Yeah, completely. Like you shouldn't you shouldn't be saying things like I'll talk to her how I damn well please. Like no, mm. no. Like it's not nice and shows that you ultimately don't care about her feelings. Yeah. When she is the child in the situation. It's sad. I feel really sorry for Elliot um, with having to deal with a dad, yeah. to be honest. Um, I do like the dynamic of Elliot and Anna's relationship. Like, I know Ellie was really mean yeah. to Anna. Mm-hmm. But it's understandable. It's still understandable. Like, even though, like, they're having this, like, building sort of, like, friendship. Yeah. It's understandable. It's like, well, you are my mum. Like, yeah. Because she is feeling really attacked. And I like how... I, I do like how their relationship is written. Yeah, I agree. Because there is that element of Anna genuinely caring about Ellie. Yeah. Where you... Like, I don't get that from the dad whatsoever. No. He's just horrible. And when he's not, like, at best, he does <laughs> does the momentous task of driving it with a phone box. Yeah. And make oh, a massive God. deal about it. He is your present. Like... And then at worst, he shouts at her. He's misogynistic all the time. Mm-hmm. He um, is weird with her friends. Mm-hmm. He, he's just he does things to make Ellie jealous with her brother. Yeah. It's just it's just it makes not her good. feel completely isolated. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I kind of got from this chapter mm-hmm. was um, I was kind of glad <laughs> that they looked at the English lesson because. Like we were saying in the last two like reviews, like yeah. 
Ellie's always going on about how much she likes like likes literature. Yeah. And she'll like bring up Jane Eyre like ungodly yeah, yeah. amount of times. Uh-huh. <laughs> and finally we're in a literature class yeah. where she's talking about like books and poetry and I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It kind of makes sense like now like um it says um English is my next favourite subject to art. And at first I was like, Oh is it? Like I wouldn't have done that. And then yeah. I was like, oh, wait, actually, she brings up Jane Eyre in yeah. five seconds, like, of course it is. So I'm kind of glad they brought it up. Yeah. Um, I didn't really get anything about the lesson. Um, I just got more just more about um, the argument. Mm. Uh, I wish there was more good things. The only good thing I got was Anna. But, um, yeah, Dad, again, like, it shows, okay, one good thing I got, I guess, is it shows that it's always better to tell the truth because mm-hmm. she lies when she comes in and says that she's been at Nadine's, but they already know that she hasn't. Yeah. And it ends up making things worse for her. Yeah. Like they they ground her because she lied to them, not because she was out so late. So I I guess it's like a, a lesson learned in it. Um, yeah. But yeah, more bad from the dad. Um, he says harm as boys. I don't know why they keep referring to how Hammer's boys. <laughs> like they're a, like they're a band or something. <laughs> like, Ham's boys are the worst. They're famous for it, picking up silly little girls and seeing how far they can go. A girl is not silly yeah. for being coerced into sex. I know. And it's also just like really like all the boys at this private school mm-hmm. who are what like 11 to 16 yeah. are famous I know. for picking up like girls <laughs> like, like, uh, yeah that is that is a good point that is kind of crazy but, weird but. Um, oh yeah right okay and the other thing oh my god this threw me for a loop okay. <laughs> this is this is Ellie talking about a dad he tries to act like this ultra lefty alternative guy where where <laughs> When has he once been liberal? <laughs> like, never. Because I thought it was kind of like, he's got really old-fashioned yeah. views. That's literally what I thought. Like, I get I, I get massive gammon vibes from a dad. Yeah. Like, not, not left-wing at all. Not no. like... Like, he's horrible about women all the time. He's, he creeps on 13-year-old girls. He even says at one point, like, oh, I get that I'm really misogynistic, like, yeah. um, not being able to make my own takes. He's like, where's Alan in my take? So it's like, <laughs> yeah. But, so how is he, like, this massive... Like, he's literally not at all. Like, no. there's not been a hint of that. Like, that just came out of nowhere. I was like, right, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, um, and another thing that kind of made no sense to me... She says um, that she's meeting Russell tonight if it kills her. Mm. And I didn't get the impression she liked him that much. Yeah, like, like... Like, she liked, I think, maybe the look of him, but then she was kind of worried, like, she was nervous and scared. She just wanted to get home. So I'm thinking maybe it's the rebellion aspect of being told mm-hmm. that she can't. She makes her want to do it more. Yeah, which would make sense with her kind of outburst. Yeah. Um that she wants to do it because it's like, yeah, like they shouldn't be talking to me like that, which I can, I would, I would like that more than the idea of it's because of Russell, because yeah. like, like, like you said, like even the attraction, she says like, maybe in the next chapter, like, was he even attractive? Yeah, like, like can't even remember him that much. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, rank vegetation, used again. 
Don't need mm-hmm. to take up on that. No, I didn't. Rank registration. I did, wait, I didn't actually pick up on that. Oh my god, wait, what, what context is that I used think, in? I think it, was it on about the graphs, perhaps? Oh, Why did she use that exact thing again? I don't know. Like, That's I just, so weird. I actually didn't re- write down the sentence that it used, but I just put some exclamation marks. <laughs> so I was like, ah, rank registration, oh back at it. Um, and yeah, so... Ellie, in her outburst, accuses a dad of having an affair, mm-hmm. which she's got no um, real evidence for, yeah. other than that that day he's out uh, on the evening. Yeah. And it genuinely scares Anna, which is awful because oh. she's genuinely worried that her husband is sleeping with a 16 to 18 year old girl, yeah. which humanly teaches at a college, like yeah. a sixth form college. Divorce, electric chair, like, <laughs> <laughs> all of the above. But like, oh god, it's it's sad. But, and like he says, like later on, like oh, I wouldn't have an affair. Like yeah, I flirt with them, and it's like, like oh, even sure. that is you know, like admitting that to your thirteen year old daughter, like inappropriate, really inappropriate, traumatizing. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie inadvertently writes a suggested poem about she what she and Russell did in the park, leading to Nadine and Magda thinking she's had sex with him. She clears things up and says that she's going to persuade Anna to let her out anyway because her dad isn't in tonight. Ellie is unsure if she likes Russell as much as she thinks she does. Ellie is quite matter-of-fact and tells Anna that she's going out and even though it takes a bit of talking round, she lets her go, giving her money and promising not to tell her dad. However, when Ellie goes to meet Russell, he does not show up and she returns home devastated. Anna comforts her. So, we have to talk about the poem. Oh, we do. <laughs> I didn't think the poem was that weird. I, I, I thought it was, like, really... Like, cause I was like, the teacher's having, like, a right go about that. And yeah. I was like, again, what is it with these teachers and yeah. Russell books? Like, the only word that's, like... She says, um, she says, um, adolescent soft pornography. Yeah. And I was like, is it... Like, not you're really. in year nine, like, yeah. reading poems. Like, there's going to be a, a very, like, a lot more raunchier stuff. Yeah. Like, so, chill. Right, so if you haven't read the book, I can't remember what happens. Mm-hmm. So in the poem, she says, she, it says the word spend. Yeah, and that's meant to be the word where it's like, oh, like, spe- like, as in, he's, like, finished or whatever. And when, <laughs> Ellie doesn't realise that oh. that's what it means because she's 13 and, like, why would she? And she just wanted a word that, like, was, like, an alliteration. Yeah, she's like, like, an evening spent. Yeah, like, oh, Ellie. <laughs> yeah, she was like, we spent the evening together. And then a teacher, like, gives her a detention, which she, it was, like, a genuine mistake. Well, it wasn't oh. even a mistake. Like, she intended to do it, but yeah. it was just a misunderstanding of the, the, me- the meaning of what the word could potentially be. Yeah. And I don't know, like... I kind of, I kind of like that Ellie did that. I thought it was kind of like, yeah. like, like oh, Ellie. Like it's quite an old fashioned way of saying that. Yeah. And I don't think all the the nines really. I don't know. Yeah, they all like like all like really like, like laugh oh, and that. Like, like maybe yeah. it was a bit more explicit, but like yeah. just from like saying spent. They're all like, oh my god, did she go there? Like, I don't know. Yeah, and then straight away, Nadine and Maggie were like, you had sex with him? And she was like, yeah. wait, what? This is when they're kind of like, again, like, are these girls actually friends? Like, don't they know their friend well enough? Yeah. And like, again, um, 
this that were their best friends. And the first thing Nadine says is oh, like on oh, where you were about with me and Liam. It's like, all right, Nadine, like yeah. like I don't know, like they always seem to hold things against mm-hmm. each other from other books yeah. and like constantly bash each other. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It, they do hold a grudge, don't they? Yeah, they um, do. Something that I found interesting was that in this chapter, Ellie talks about getting a flat again, this time yeah. with Russell. And I quite liked it because it shows like the the kind of intensity of teenage relationships where like she's known Russell for a day <laughs> and already she's not getting a flat in the future with Nadine anymore. Yeah, it's like at Russell time. <laughs> yeah, like friendship ended with Nadine. Mm-hmm. Now it's Russell. Yeah. Um she's already kind of like not completely like prioritising Russell over Nadine, but she's thinking about Russell in a similar way that she thinks about Nadine, which mm-hmm. means that he's gone up in her estimations for sure um yeah and again another good thing just Anna and Ellie again yeah she comforts her at the end cute no I liked that um because with the whole um I mean I'll get into it into the bad Mm -hmm. um with Nadine and Magda being bad friends honestly Mm um I was like Ellie's so lonely like like Ellie's supposedly the biggest theme of this book is the friendship movies that three girls have yeah. But she's scared of saying something humiliating in front of her best friends. And I was like, that's really sad that she can't be vulnerable in yeah. front of them because they are really judgy. Mm-hmm. But Anna's there for her. And I was like, oh, amazing. Because the one thing I liked um, was Ellie breaks down why she, like, after being stood up, she mm-hmm. breaks down why she feels sad. And it's actually done quite a well, like, well written way, I think. Like, she breaks it down into not an obvious one, but she's like, oh, I feel like this because I feel like rejected and I feel like mm. rejected because of my home life. Yeah. And it's like, I wish my mum was still alive. And it all comes down yeah. to a mum's death and it uh-huh. shows how much, like, how all the things upset her now are still linked with that, which yeah. is so realistic, right? I can imagine. It's, I don't know, I like how that is still relevant. It's not just something like, oh, and Ellie's mum's dead and that's just yeah. a random fact. Yeah, it's a recurring theme in all of the books that mm-hmm. Ellie feels rejected and like she doesn't belong in like she feels like a stranger in her own home. Yeah. Um and it's good that they've carried that through. Yeah. Um yeah, Jacqueline Wilson's carried that through <laughs> to um to now. And it'll probably I'm assuming they'll be there in the last book as well. Yeah. Especially if she breaks up with Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm hoping she does. What did you get for the bad? <laughs> Um, Eggs has got a girlfriend called Mandy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, I was the one Russell sketched, not Magda, not Nadine, me. Which, you know, mm-hmm. just Ellie back at it again, comparing herself to her friends and doing it with glee. <laughs> yeah, like the minute it's kind of like putting any of the friends on, she's like, get in. I suppose it's, I mean, it's kind of justified because she never gets any attention that she so desperately wants. Yeah. So. Well, the only problem I kind of have with it is like, because obviously the, having jealousy of your friends is yeah. a massive theme in every single one of these books. Yeah. kind of like, is it done to a point where it's a bigger theme than actually having the friends? Yeah. I think it's <laughs> actually the je- jealousy. She has for Nadine and Magda is shown more than her love for Magda and Nadine. Yeah, yeah, like she can say that she loves them, but like in actuality, it's more just like, yeah, I love my friends, but yeah, Nadine's so pretty. Magda gets all the boys, and it's like, that's all you mention about them ever. That's what 
you tell, but what you show is how jealous you are of them and how much yeah. you think you're better than them. Yeah, I just feel like it's constant. Like, I mean, fair enough, it's realistic mm-hmm. for, you know, 13-year-old girls to be feeling like that, but it's just to such a massive extent. All the tears inside me gush like the waters in Titanic. <laughs> like, not in the Titanic. <laughs> in Titanic. <laughs> Like, oh God. It's so Elliot with it. There's, a, there's, that is a simile in half. That is <laughs> Like, she's like, water. What, what has water in it? Oh, yeah. Titanic. <laughs> Not the Titanic, just Titanic. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, just a horribly written line. Yeah, um, but it's, it's so bad, it's good. Oh my God, it's brilliant. I'm going to tattooed on me. Um, <laughs> it's, um, I'm trying to think of other, like, because I got quite a few yikes for this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, like, I think most of what I've got is yikes, but I mean, actually, I've got one kind of good thing, mm. and that's, um, Jacqueline Wilson does hype up friendship, like, she, I think in this chapter it's mentioned, like, oh, like, you know, having friends is better than having a boyfriend, yeah. and, like, that theme is constantly reached, so even though their friendship isn't amazing, mm-hmm. and there is a lot of flaws in it, yeah. and it's not how a, a friendship should be based. Even though it's awful. <laughs> yeah, even though it's awful, they're still friends, so, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Did you get any more bad? Um, just one more bad, and that that's, like, how, you know how we talk about the kind of um, difference between how one second she can be talking about the Teletubbies mm-hmm. and you know very like childish things, childhood wholesome things. Yeah. Yes. Well, the words just came like Russell. <laughs> it's so randomly. I was like, okay. I remember that. Yeah. That, that's a bit. It's a bit on the nose for Jacqueline Wilson. Like usually she wouldn't say. She wouldn't like. Go all the way with it. Like, it should be explicit. That should be like, ooh, and Russell spent ooh his time here. Like, so like she would like hedge massively. Like she would just avoid saying like that full frontally. I was like, okay. Like how um, later on, when, later on when Russell like gets an erection, he's like, you're dangerously inflaming me. I wrote that down. And I was like, oh my god, what is this? It's again like. This is a teenage book. This is yeah. a teenage book. Reminder, a teenage book. And then she like senses it so massively in some parts, and then she, yeah, it's so funny. crazy. Um, yeah, I only got one yikes so. though. Okay. And that's just Ellie saying no one wants to have their wicked way with me, which I just don't feel like you should portray that as a completely bad thing. Like to have your wicked way with someone. It's a bit like, like is that really the best way? To yeah. I I just like mm, maybe you should say like nobody wants to be with me or like yeah no one i don't know like have a wicked no way with me a wicked way with like, me. like that is not something I, you should want yeah that isn't yeah exactly um but yeah I, that was my only yikes chapter six ellie is too embarrassed to tell her friends that she's been stood up by russell magda rings to ask how things went and she says that she can't meet up with her to talk about it because her dad won't let her out Ellie is visibly upset at dinner and Dad mistakes it for him grounding her. He apologises to her. Magda and Nadine knock on the door, forcing Ellie to tell them about Russell. They persuade Ellie to go out and when they do, they see in HMV that Claudia Coleman is doing a gig in London and agree to go. Ellie cheers up and forgets about Russell, that is, until she gets home and is informed that Russell has been round to apologise for not turning up. 
but that his dad hasn't let him out. He's given Ellie's dad a letter which she reads. In it, he invites her out again. This time, Ellie's dad is a bit more open to letting her out, but not after dark. The good is that her friends are actually there for her. I was, mm-hmm. I was, I was quite surprised with, with her friends' reactions, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were comforting and they were like actually nice. I kind of expected them to be like a bit mean and judgy about it. Yeah. Because um, they have been like that in other chapters. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of like, oh, Ellie, like... Oh, Ellie. Like, oh, 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 Ellie. Ellie, like, why would you get in, like, kissing, like, loads, and then, like, yeah. over there, I'm like, that's crazy. But, yeah. you know, they were there for her. Um, I don't know, I, I didn't get, um, like, many good things for this chapter, to be honest. Um, I've got a couple. Just that I think that her reaction to Russell not being there on the date and stitching her up is very dramatic. But I feel like it's, I feel like it is um, realistic of a thirteen-year-old who thinks she's in love after seeing yeah. a guy for one day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she would think it was the end of the world, maybe. Yeah. And um, especially because it's the first time that this has happened. Um, like Anna says, oh, we've all don't worry about it. Like we've all been stitched, mm-hmm. like stitched up by someone. It's fine. Um. But to Ellie, it's not, obviously, because she's little. Yeah, and it's the first time it's happened um, to her. Just the other thing I liked was Nadine saying that, <laughs> saying, like, oh, Ellie, forget about Russell, his eyes were too close together. Yeah, I <laughs> And then later on, she's like, um, no, maybe they weren't so close together. Maybe he was just mm-hmm. concentrating. I was yeah. like, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Nadine. Um, um, yeah, that was, my, that was, like, my only good. Like I said, I've barely got any notes for this chapter. I don't feel like a great deal happens. It's yeah, um, so maybe just the bad is, um, again, some inconsistencies. Mm-hmm. And, like, I got the dad acts like he's not a misogynist yeah. in this chapter, and I was a bit like, yes, you are. Yeah. Like, he's like, oh, when I was younger, yeah. I used to do all this. I didn't like, treat girls like people, yeah, is what he like, says. You still don't. And, it, again, I'm kind of like, is Jacqueline Wilson trying to, like, make us think that he's like some sort of like lefty because he's not no, like he's not. at all and he says even in his book like yeah I- I'm very old-fashioned and he has in other books so I don't understand why every now and then there's like a little reference to be like oh yeah I used to be like that but now I'm a changed man <laughs> totally not no not at all yeah like like when he's saying that he's flirting with his students who may or may not be just at the age of consent and he's mm-hmm. probably in his 40s if not older to be honest yes. you have to think like okay maybe nothing actually has changed like no matter <laughs> what he says um oh god this line the yikes it it well i put it as bad but i oh. think it should be yikes oh, okay this is ellie talking about liam Okay. He was a hateful pig who just wanted to have sex with her, but at least he went out with her lots of times and made her think she was really special. Oh my god, like, Ellie. That doesn't discount the fact that he was abusing her, like yeah. he drugged her. <laughs> and she's just full on, like it's again not validating yeah. these really serious things. Yeah. And again, comparing herself to her friends, yeah. comparing her relationships to her friends' relationships, like it was a completely different thing. And again, trying to be like, I'm going through something worse yeah. than my friends. And even though knowing that was something very traumatic for Nadine, yeah. I don't know, it's just really bad. Very, very bad. Um, oh, what did you think about um, the way that Russell 
finds Ellie's house. It, what? Like, why is that scene so romantic? I know. Like, this quest of, like, knocking on everyone's door, like, a girl with curly hair and short or so, like... Like, oh my god. So he, like, he doesn't know where she lives, so, but he knows the area, so he walks the streets, knocking on doors, oh my god. trying to find her. And then when she hears that, obviously, she's like, oh my god, you do that for me? That's brilliant. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, if anyone tried to do that for me, that's, like creepy as it really is oh god it was again like it's just russell is not the best no. and like i don't know how we're meant to see russell to be honest because i feel like we're meant to see him as like uh, as not like the attractive like love interest i guess yeah. more than dan was but yeah. he's still so bad uh but i've got one massive yikes for this yeah. chapter yeah, and yeah. I, I wrote the line down because I thought it was so bad. Okay, go on. Um, it's when um, Ellie and no, Nadine and Magda arrive at the house mm-hmm. to like, come see Ellie. Yeah. And it says, like, Ellie's upstairs listening. And apparently they badger and flirt and flutter. Oh. Dad is clearly enjoying the situation oh. and lets them carry on for ages. Oh, my God. These are 13-year-old girls. And he's like... like he's just openly attracted to them. And Ellie's just like, oh, God, Dad, stop being attracted to my friends. And the way they're like, oh, right, we have to get, like, oh, it's just Ellie and Sam, we need to find a way to get past him. We'll flirt with him. Like, it's a sad reality as I well. Know. Like, at 13 years old, it's kind of like, God, the only way I can get out of this oh, situation is, yeah. is pandering and it's like, predator. That is vile. <laughs> no, nothing's ever said about it. No, it's, it's just, will be said oh, about Dad, it. you're so flirty. It's, like, like, it's vile. God. And the fact that Anna just knows and mm-hmm. lets it happen as well is just as bad. Like, oh, yeah, completely. I don't know whether it comes out of a place of, like, nothing's going to change him, but even so, like, that's... Because even, like, Anna's, like, if this is a college six form situation, yeah. like, 16 or 18, she's yeah. been, like... Yeah, she's been groomed herself. Yeah. So. Dad agrees to let Ellie see Russell as long as she's home for nine. Nadine is happy for Ellie and says he doesn't have two close-together eyes. Magda lets Ellie know her dad has got all three of them tickets to see Cordy Coleman. Magda is more weary of Russell and Ellie being back on. Anna has taken eggs to a kid's modelling shoot and the two of them are late coming home. So Ellie rings Nadine's mum to see if they're with her. She says they're not and that they went off with some guy. This angers Ellie's dad who confides in Ellie that... Maybe she's having an affair with the guy. But they come back, and this time, Ellie is angry too because she was worried about them. Turns out the guy wants to pay Anna to design children's jumpers, and they've been at his flat having an impromptu business meeting. Anna's jumper side plot, mm-hmm. I thought was going to have an ending, and it doesn't. I'm hoping it does in the next one. Yeah. I, I, my hope is, and I, I can't see it happening, mm-hmm. is that she makes it really big, she's really successful, mm-hmm. and she leaves Ellie's dad. Oh my god, yeah. And she still is there for Ellie. Yeah. Maybe Ellie could even live with Anna. Amazing. And I would love that. I would be that part of me in this chapter mm-hmm. kind of hoped that she has gone off with the motorbike guy. Yeah. I was like, yeah, go off with George. George. <laughs> George the, mo- the biker. Yeah. Like, yeah. I- I'm so glad that Anna isn't just mm-hmm. kind of stuck. Yeah. She is, she's stuck. She's stuck at home, like, not being able to escape this sort of situation. Yeah, and she's voiced that a lot. She's such a young 
like woman and she's yeah. like being stuck in this like frankly horrible situation mm-hmm. of like kind of having to look after this grown man and every time she voices like that she's not happy is just like what do you mean you're not mm-hmm. happy you should be happy. Well, it kind of, like, turns it into a situation where it's like, oh, so it's me. Yeah. Like, oh, like, feel bad for me. And it's like, listen to her. Yeah. The only good thing is Anna finding confidence and finding something she really likes, I guess. Like, yeah. I love how Anna is really, really happy about it. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, um, I just I hope that it turns into a bigger story. That's yeah. the only really good thing I've got from this chapter. I suppose it is setting it up because... Later on, Ellie just keeps talking about how she's so busy mm-hmm. knitting. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's like it's it's planting the seeds yeah. for where she could make it. Yeah. What about you? Did you get any good? I got quite a few good. Yeah. Um, I liked how it's just as easy for Ellie to become obsessed with Russell again as it was for it to be over him. Yeah. Like in the last chapter when she goes out with her friend, or in this chapter, they go out together, mm-hmm. they listen to that Claudia Coleman song where she's yeah. like, he's not worth it <laughs> and then she's like yeah she's right he's not worth it but then like this second the second she gets back and the dad's like oh Russell said he's very sorry for uh standing you up the day mm-hmm. um she's like oh, he does like me and then she's back liking him again which yeah. is realistic yeah it is it's, it's reflective of how a, a teenager would feel about someone that they like yeah um yeah um Oh, yeah, just Ellie trying to cook something nice for a dad. Oh, bless her. Because <laughs> like, Anna's not there to cook, and obviously a dad can't cook because he's a man. Yeah. And he doesn't cook at home. Ellie tries to cook her dad tea. She cooks them in omelette. Soggy chips. And, yeah, and it, it's just terrible. Oh, God, she tries. She really tries to, like, because Ellie, like... She's got a lot of patience for her dad, yeah, I think. Even I though she does snap, she's got patience because, like, I wouldn't be able to do with this. Yeah, I agree. It's horrific. I thought um, the dad in this chapter was just, oh like, God, out some, like, so much. Like, again, like, he's, what, this lefty liberal. And yeah. he's, like, because at, at first I was like, oh, he's worried about mm-hmm. Hannah and exes. And then he, yeah. he explains, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's too much supper time. Like, we're <laughs> sat here hungry. And he's, like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, okay, make yourself some yeah. food. Um, and I also, I don't know, I just thought it was pretty yikes and pretty bad that he's being really, really open to his 13-year-old daughter yeah, about it. What if he's more than a friend? What, like, um, and then he, again, says that thing, I enjoy a harmless flirt with some of the students. And oh. So he goes like that. He's like being so, literally saying he's flirting with his students, saying, I've never had an affair, maybe Anna is. Like, what a bad thing to say to your, like, daughter, like... Harmless flirt. Like, a fl- when you're flirting with your students, none of it is harmless because they are, yeah. like... Yeah, 16 in this country is the age of consent, mm-hmm. but that does not mean that you are not in a disproportionate position of power to them. Yeah, as a, as a professor-student, like, relationship, that's so weird. Vile, grim. Oh, God. And then... The biggest yikes I had in this chapter is him blaming Ellie. Mm-hmm. He says like it was like it's pretty much it was you that you put the idea in the right because you said that I had a girlfriend. And I was like, so like say this actually happened. Mm-hmm. Say Anna went for George. Yeah. He's he would put it down to his thirteen year old daughter for like pretty much like coming to a breaking point because yeah. he's 
that angry. Like, I don't know, I just thought it was really bad. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, it's not, it isn't Ellie's fault. She shouldn't have to feel like mm-hmm. it's her fault. Um, and again, I feel like all of this stuff would be justified if at least it was said that he's, I don't know, something more than he's ultra strict. Because it's not like Jacqueline Wilson doesn't cover abuse of parents. It's not like yeah. that's when she doesn't do. Yeah. And I feel like if it was mentioned, this isn't okay, this uh-huh. isn't just a strict dad, it would it would have been not fine because it's still like weird. Yeah. But it's Jacqueline Wilson, she covers yeah. like how to talk about topics. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, for young readers, you need to have some, you have a, like what we were saying with Love Lessons, you have a responsibility, I think, to at least say that it's wrong. Yeah. Because otherwise, what does it do having a hard turn topic in a part of shock factor? Ellie, the way that Ellie worries for Anna and Eggs mm-hmm. in this chapter, she because they're late getting home, which obviously mirrors the fact that Ellie was late getting home in the first chapter or first couple of chapters. I think it was used to show the reader how their family might feel if they go home late. Because mm-hmm. it was from Ellie's point of view, so she starts off being like, oh yeah, they're kind of late getting back. And then she rings Nadine's mum. And Nadine's mum is so unhelpful. I know. Like, she's like, oh, yeah, um, I, I saw them. And they, they, they went off with some random guy. Like, what's that going to do? What worries them? Oh, like, oh, that's like, a a biker looking man. I know. Like, oh, okay. And then uh, Ellie says that Nadine's mum looks like a meerkat, which I, that's exactly how I yeah. imagine Um. Yeah, so so then she's like, oh my god, what if they've been kidnapped or what if she's having an affair? And then she's like, what if the van that they were in crashed and they're both dead? And I feel like that because it's Torelli's point of view, it it's to show the readers this is what your parents are going to feel like yeah. if you don't come back. They're going to think all this horrible stuff's mm-hmm. happened, which I suppose is quite effective and it is really well written that bit, like that. Yeah. Um, they're kind of. The build up of anxiety that mm-hmm. Ellie feels is really good. Yeah, um, again, we're brought back to the Italian class. It's oh, mentioned. Oh, yeah, he says, What if it's song in the Italian class? I was like, Oh, God, I thought we'd forgotten about the Italian class. It was class. like two books ago. I know, I was surprised that it was brought up. Because does she even go to that anymore? Like, I haven't heard about the Italian class since. Like, is, is this being mentioned because she's. Remembered that it was a full point at some point. Yeah, I don't know. I thought that was really weird as like, well. If, that, like, oh, if okay. that's the payoff for the Italian class, then that is a, there's no need for it to be in the series at all. Maybe maybe it'll come up in Girls in Tears, maybe. but I think once we've done Girls in Tears, we can do a massive sort of roundabout of what these plots yeah, have done. Definitely. And um, the last thing I've got is. Everyone, there's like an inside joke that everyone hates Nadine's little sister Natasha. Yeah. <laughs> like everyone. Like Ellie's starting this chapter is like, oh my god, yeah, Eggs is modelling with Natasha, and then Ellie's like, oh Natasha, am I right? And then the dad's like, oh I hate Natasha, and then Anna comes in and she's like, God, Natasha can't stand her. <laughs> Even everyone hates Natasha. She's about three. I know. <laughs> that was the last. I just found it funny that like there's just this like shared understanding that Natasha's bad. <laughs> yeah, Natasha's the worst, and everyone knows it. <laughs> Chapter eight. Anna is enthusiastic about her new job as a designer. 
but Dad seems unsure. And at the next day, Magda shows off to the new art teacher, Mr Windsor. He is puzzled at Ellie's drawing of herself as Russell's news. Magda seriously considers pursuing Mr Windsor as a potential boyfriend, even though the other two try and convince her it's a bad idea. Liam is waiting at the school gate. Nadine wants to talk to him, but Ellie and Magda tell her not to. Ellie goes to meet Russell and feels self-conscious. Russell has been waiting for her and thought that maybe her dad hadn't let her see him. And he tells her that him combing the neighbourhood for her was a bit desperate. Now, Anna, at the beginning of this chapter, literally made me clap. Yeah. A dad is being so patronising mm-hmm. to Anna. Oh, God. The line when he said, I thought you were happy looking after me. I was like, you're a grown man. Stop it oh, now. Oh, God. She says, I didn't think it would look particularly professional if I said, excuse me, I have to go, I have to phone my husband to stop him worrying about me. Like, one, it's yeah. not like Anna could get in contact with her dad. Mm-hmm. Two, I think he forgets that she's a grown woman who has a degree, who's trying to, like, get herself a career. Yeah. Like, it's not... Her he, life he, doesn't revolve around him as much as he wants it to. He's expecting her to stay home. He's, he's not happy for her at all. No. In this whole, like, yeah. job thing. Like, he just assumes that she's fine being a housewife. Yeah. And, like, he, he should be supportive. Mm-hmm. Like, what? And, like, if nothing else, it's going to bring him more money for him. Yeah. And, like, they're, like, they're clearly not, like, a, like a wealthy family. It's no. not like they don't need the money. Exactly. And I don't, he's seen his, his wife happy, like, really happy. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, great, like, I thought you were happy looking yeah. after me. Like, oh, I hate him. Horrible. Like, not even Eggs talks like that. <laughs> and Eggs is five. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, some of this is good. And mm-hmm. um, I really liked, I really liked Mr. Windsor, you know. Yeah, I was scared he was going to be rats, but... Yeah. He, he was a good character. So Mr. Windsor is the new art teacher. Mm-hmm. He is very handsome. Um, everyone loves him, especially Magda, though. Magda in this chapter is sort of like, I'm just going to see if I can make him my boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, no, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. And then, and then <laughs> Ellie and Nadine are like, maybe don't do that. Like, he's the teacher, Magda. Yeah. She's like, no, I don't think I will. It's like, no, I think I think he could be my boyfriend. It's yeah. like, yeah, that works, Magda. So... They have to draw themselves as characters from, well, like, Greek myth characters. Yeah. And Ellie draws Russell, drawing her, and she is a muse. And he says to her, you should, you're the main character, basically, not him. Yeah. Like, basically, don't put yourself in this, like, passive position. And um, shouldn't aim to be the object of someone's desires and... Like, only that, which is great. Yeah, like, for but, a teacher to, like, yeah. have a message for... The book, the rest of the book, goes completely against that. Yeah, no one else, and nothing else in that this reflects that at because all. Because at the end of the book, that's all she is. <laughs> yeah. Because she's, like, not happy unless she's with Russell, mm-hmm. who is horrible. <laughs> so I was like, right, yeah, great message, but then you just shat on it. Yeah. By the end of the book, which is... <laughs> awful um yeah and I also something else that well the main thing I like about Mr Windsor is that obviously it's clear that Magda likes him 
but he's still nice to her mm-hmm. and he's still really kind and respectful to her while simultaneously not being a paedophile. Yeah, like he's not like egging her on to do it, which no. I was really scared he was going to. And he also doesn't make it awkward between them. Mm-hmm. Like he he's always just just as professional with Magda as he is with anyone else. Yeah. Even though like she is taking a massive interest to him. Yeah. Which is really nice. And it shows that she can write. Mm-hmm. She can write a good teacher. Yeah, and show how teachers should be. Yeah. And she knows that there's good teachers. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, just wrote about the second Nandy Pandy reference oh, God. in this chapter. The same one, though, literally. Did, yeah. Isn't it, like, time yeah. to go home? Time to, to go home, and she's like, oh, that's Nandy Pandy reference. It's like, yeah, you mentioned yeah. that in the chapter ago. I was like, okay. Like, why, though? Um... I liked the way that um, Nadine becomes shaky and unsteady on her feet when she sees Liam. Mm-hmm. Like this is a guy that like abused her basically mm-hmm. for a few months, but she also has this like inexplicable desire to just want to speak to him. Yeah, which I think is realistic. No, I do. Um, I like that. I like that she wasn't just like. Oh my god, it's it's Liam. Let's go I talk was, to I him. I was scared they were going to have a relationship again. I thought it was going to as well. Like not after this chapter, but after the the time that she does go and talk to him, mm-hmm. I was like, oh no, is it back on? Because in the other blurb, it says um, Ellie's got Russell, Magda's got a thing for a teacher, and Liam's back on the scene for Nadine. Yeah, that's what that's what made me think that as well. And I was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. is he really? Because that's, that's terrible. And also, like, reintroducing Liam, I think it's already been done. Yeah, and I wonder how they would have developed it, to be honest. Yeah, I'm glad she didn't anyway. Um, yeah, that's all the good I got. Um, I guess, I, I don't know, I think that's probably all good I got, sorry, I was this is also that I got a really good bad line from this. I think you might probably will have the same one. Yeah. And it was just um, Liam was looking out of the way, ultra cool in his black clothes, his hair flopping sexily forward. Everyone has floppy hair. Yeah. And wears black clothes, and that's what makes them cool. Ultra cool. Ultra cool. Oh my god. It's just so repetitive. Like, it's, it's so repetitive. Like, it's the same sentence, but with different words. Slotted. Yeah. <laughs> and it happens again later on when she's talking about Mr. Windsor. Yeah. Or is it Russell? Oh god, I probably bought, to probably, be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a bad line I got as well. Um, Magda is like, oh, Nadine, say what you want about Liam, but his bum looked nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, okay, that is your friend's abuser. Yeah, um, and she's just like, oh, we're going to pass it off as so bad. Like, oh my god, Magda, she can't control herself around men. She's just like, so flirty. Yeah. But one, like, the, she, Magda's character is so over the top yeah. and unrealistic, and just no 13 year old girl would act like that. No. And two, that, like, from a friendship point of view, that's a horrible thing to say to your friend. Like, yeah. But again, it's invalidating her. Which time with him. Ellie and Magda both do because yeah. they are awful friends to each other. Yeah. And this little bit where she's with Russell, I think is when you first start to see him as a manipulator. Yeah. 
um, and as an emotional abuser because he says um, so she like either she spills coffee on him or he spills coffee on himself I can't remember and then he says good job it's lukewarm because I've been here ages which is just a little dig yeah it's just a little should have been here earlier and then he later says oh it's because I thought that your dad hasn't let you out but like yeah. it's designed to make her feel bad anyway yeah completely and it he does that a lot, like kind of like passive aggressive things, yeah. I think, to like making her feel like she's not doing good enough or she's not, mm-hmm. I don't know, behaving in a way that pleases him, which is awful. Like he doesn't outwardly say it either, like he'll sometimes be like, like oh, are you hanging out with um, the demon Magda? Yeah. And it's like, just say it, like if you have a problem with it, even though it's not right, mm-hmm. I'd rather just say it than like hide yeah. behind these, like, I'm a good boyfriend, I'm just saying. Yes, just... exactly. Yeah, you can definitely see it starting. Mm. But again, like, it could have been fine if they actually reflected that it's bad. But because it would have been, like, I don't know, maybe well, even well written because it's seen as this good relationship. Yeah. But in that relationship, he's being manipulative. So it would have been quite good to be like, oh, her realising that would have actually been a really good plot because it, it would have been well written in the way definitely. it's been planted. Definitely. But instead, it's like, I love you. To be honest, that's what I was hoping for at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe, um, you know, at the point when she tells him that she's going to go to the concert instead of the dance, yeah. that comes later. But um, if that had kicked off something that mm-hmm. made her realise, okay, yeah, that's not how somebody who should care about me would behave. Yeah. Um, I'm being manipulated here. I need to get out of this relationship before it goes too far and it really hurts me. Yeah. Um. That would have been really good and really interesting because, again, yeah. you don't see um, a great deal of romance stories or even just romances in books at all that end in a in an abusive tone. That, yeah, where it's kind of, like, hinted at. Yeah. And then it all sort of has a sort of reveal. I think that would have been... Because it's, like, again, like we were saying, it's not like she's scared of doing topics like yeah. that. Like, it's a massive theme in the book of like in all the books of dating guys but yeah. like and they turn out to be you know creepy or yeah. predatory or abusive so it could have it could have been really good i think in that way chapter nine russell tells ellie that he hates living with his dad and in return ellie tells him about her family problems telling him that she can't wait to move out and live with magda and nadine ellie and russell bond a bit then go to the park where they kiss more at school the next day, Magda says she's going to hang around at the end of the day for Mr. Windsor, and Nadine goes off to talk to Liam after she sees him waiting at the gates again for a girl in year eight. Ellie is concerned for her friends, but when she voices this to Russell, he only wants to hear about her. They kiss again, and Ellie stops him before they go too far, although Russell doesn't want to. Ellie says she's worried about her friends again, and Russell makes it clear he doesn't like how close she is to them. He tells her that she is his first girlfriend. Suitcase Kid reference. I was amazed. First off, <laughs> I love that. When she says, I read a book about a girl like yeah. that. And I was like, yes. The Suitcase Kid was one of the first Japanese Wilson books that I read. I'm so excited to reread it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's brilliant. I used to feel like I was a Suitcase Kid myself. Um, great book. Um, yeah, so it's a lot more of Russell. This time being a lot more openly... Um, vulnerable maybe yeah yeah he's talking about how he he doesn't I don't know 
because this all this information about Russell is good. It develops him as a character yeah. and how he's got a very dysfunctional home life. He doesn't see his mum and his sister because they live together and he lives with his dad. But then also, is it oh well, he, he can't be mean to her because he's he's hurting himself. Like yeah, is that trying to justify? Yeah, like he he is just he's got mental problems because he has a traumatic mm-hmm. upbringing and which doesn't justify. No, his no, no. It could be seen as that thing. I mean, I, I can appreciate that Ellie maybe can finally talk because, like, I don't feel like she even talked to Ellie and Magda about things because mm-hmm. she never does to her. She doesn't really open up yeah. to them until she has to. I was kind of like, oh, hopefully Russell at least can be someone that she can, like, she says, like, I'll talk to you about my family problems now. Yeah. I kind of like that she has someone she can talk to that about. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I got that down as a good thing. Um, even though obviously Russell is not a good character, but I don't know. I kind of liked that Alicia something to talk to. Yeah. Um, I loved and I thought it was such a nice little detail the fact that Russell makes himself sexier in his drawings. Oh my god, yes! And the way that Ellie's like, we don't look like that. Yeah, and he's, he's like, like what? <laughs> that was so like funny. that is so on brand for Russell. Like yes. I totally imagine, like like she literally says that he's. He draws himself like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Like he looks like Leonardo DiCaprio in his drawings. Oh, Amazing. So um, it says that he looks like he's bulging out of his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and he's. I just imagine like a little weedy sixteen-year-old boy. <laughs> like this is me. Yeah. Um. Again, just there's a little bit more about Mr. Windsor and Magda and Ellie and Nadine don't entertain it at all. They tell her that. Again, they're not good friends. Like when Magda says, "Sorry, Ellie, I wasn't getting at you and Russell," mm. like trying to be like, yeah. like oh, because um, she says like, "Oh, schoolboys are all stupid," blah blah blah. Mm. But the way she says it, I'm like, used now you're talking to each other in such a passive aggressive way. Yeah. That I don't know. They don't seem like the best of friends. It's yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. Um. I don't have a lot of good actually. Um, no. I think. I like the way that when Ellie is talking to Russell, she says it's as if we're best friends, not just boyfriend and girlfriend, which again shows this like very specific, like intense relationship yeah. between teenagers. Like when you're first exploring, like having relationships with other people, like Ellie already feels like Russell has in some way replaced Magda and Nadine, yeah. even though really she doesn't know him very well. No. And she hasn't had the most positive time with him. There's red flags everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> which is like, wow, it's like we've known each other forever. Yeah. Um, which I think is realistic. Even if it's even if it is like made me uh, a bit worried for her, it's realistic. I can see it happening. Yeah. Um there was one line so bad as well I okay. thought it was good. Okay, okay. It was so bad that I was I had to I read it over and over and I was like, that's amazing. He says, You're the one that I want. She was his words remind me irresistibly of John Travolta. <laughs> Not just Daddy from Greaves of John Travolta. <laughs> and then they start singing it in the way it's written, it's yeah. kinda like we sing it in unison and then fall over laughing. Oh my and god. It, Amazing. <laughs> Irresistibly. Irresistibly. Like, she doesn't want to be reminded of it, but she just can't resist. Like, oh god. Oh it's all saying, you're the one that I want. She's like, oh. like John Travolta was singing, you're the one that I want. <laughs> like, what? Oh my god. I've got a bad line too. Oh god. Talking about cabbages. 
that's how a reek fills the air. Why does she do this about food? <laughs> that's boy. She talks about Nadine eating a pizza at one point, and she's like, her little pink cat tongue licking up all the cheese. And I was like, shut up, Jacqueline. We don't want to know. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, um, God. Bad. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's start with... Right. Let's start with Ellie being thrilled at Russell calling Magda a bit obvious. Mm-hmm. Even though it might be accurate for Ellie to think it's a competition because she's always had this, like, there's always been, like, a hierarchy between her, Magda, and Nadine when it comes to boys. Yeah. It shouldn't be seen as that. I yeah. wish there was, a, like, I would rewrite the whole ending, to be honest, but I wish there was a line that was, like, I realise it's not a competition. I hope there's one in the last one. Oh, book. God, I hope so, because that's been the, the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah, I wish there was something she learned something or something happened that made her change the way that she thinks about herself and her friends. Because it would lead to a really healthy relationship between the three of them. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, she shouldn't be thrilled. She should be like, actually, don't talk about my friend like that. Like, to be fair, she does say, oh, that's not very nice, but she's thrilled anyway. Like, yeah. she shouldn't be thrilled. She should be genuinely like, I don't want to be with somebody who says that about my best friend. Mm-hmm. And again, I, if this was written mm. in a way where we're meant to, like, down result like maybe we were all in the last book yeah. but if we were maybe that's quite a, like that could be, that could have been like a well-written thing because like in ellie's head she's excited about it but this is the red flag starting yeah of how he's putting down her friends and trying to isolate her yeah definitely well it's, it's not done in that way it's said it's kind of done in a way where it's like he finds ellie more attractive than magda like that is yeah. a great thing like i don't know i mean what you've just said there you see that later on how she he doesn't even like Nadine and Magda to be mentioned in conversation mm-hmm. like when she tries to talk about them and like remember that Nadine and Magda are a massive part of Ellie's life and a lot of the things she just does day to day involve Nadine and Magda yeah so it's kind of hard for her to not talk about them and he's like I don't want to know about them like tell me about you Ellie yeah, he starts bitching when yeah. he, she's trying to tell him stuff about her day Magda. if she's not Talking about Nadine Magda, the only thing she can talk about is her home life, and I don't think she. Yeah, like, to us the, the favorite thing. No, um, yeah, it just shows that she, he doesn't like her friends clearly because she likes her friends and she's close to her friends. Yeah. Um, and yeah, um, he then doesn't. He does stop kissing her when she tells him to, but takes persuading again, which shows yeah. that he doesn't respect her boundaries. Wow. And yeah, doesn't really care about feelings. No, like and I, that's it's it's. I feel like it's normalized because it's uncondemned, which is good. Yeah. He gets he's such a villain. Yeah, he's he is. such a villain. He literally is horrible. And then at the end, we're meant to be like, oh great, they're together. Yeah, which is so weird because it's not like no other character in the book is like that does these exact things. Yeah. It's condemned like Liam. Like Liam, we, he is an antagonist, rightfully so. Yeah. But why are Russell and Liam, who have some similarities, yeah. well, obviously not to the extent, uh-huh. because Liam, like, you know, does, like, really horrible, very obvious things, yeah. I guess, but they do similar things, and they show the same red flags, but they're on opposite sides of the spectrum of, yeah. like, the villain and the love interest. I don't know, it's weird. Chapter 10. Ellie agrees to go to Russell's dance at the end of the month and rings her friends to ask for advice, but both of them are out and have told their families that they're at Ellie's, 
and she ends up getting them both in trouble. Russell rings Ellie and the two agree to write each other love letters, making Ellie ecstatic. At the school, both of her friends seem to be upset and Ellie wants to know where they were the other day. Nadine went to talk to Liam and to warn his new girlfriend. After Liam shouted at her, his new girlfriend started to believe Nadine and the two went home together. Magda went to Mr Windsor's flat to talk to him in private and although he was sweet to her, he told her that having a relationship with her would be inappropriate and that he already has a girlfriend. Okay, so I really like this chapter. I think Mm -hmm. this chapter was maybe my favourite chapter in the whole book. Yeah. Magda in this chapter, oh my god. <laughs> I was laughing my head, it was so when, good. <laughs> when Magda, like, Magda is usually written, like, all her lines are usually quite cringy. This situation that Magda got into is so cringy, it's, so but it's funny. so funny, so well written. It might be the best little side plot I've read so far. Yeah. So basically, Magda goes, like, for some reason, because she... she Really wants to get with Mr. Windsor, mm-hmm. even though she's 13. Oh, actually, she's 14, but, like, what's in it? Um, so she goes to his flat. She <laughs> follows him home. She follows him home, yeah. She goes to his flat. She, like, buzzes his buzzer, and she's like, it's Magda. And he's like, Magda who? And then she's like, Magda from school. And then he's like, oh, all right, then come up. And then they're like... They like sit for a bit, and then what? Have you got the line? Oh, and she asks him for advice about a love life, and like when she's saying this to Ellie Nadine, like she's bright red and she doesn't even want to say what she said because he was like, "Why do you want to know?" And then she says, "Because you are my love life." (laughs) Oh, which oh god, that was painful when I read that. I say that to just a teacher, like. Like I can imagine Magda in twenty years, lying awake, <laughs> dreaming <laughs> about oh, the God. time that she went to Mr. Windsor's flat and said, "You are my love life, Dave." Yeah. It's the thing is though, I feel like this shows Magda's actual personality, and I yeah. thought it was really funny. Like when she was yeah. telling it, she was like, "God, I can't even." Yeah. Say <laughs> she was like, "Please don't make me say what I said." <laughs> That's amazing. It's so good. Um, I think Mr. Windsor takes it really well. Yeah. He like gets her a drink. He's like, Magda, you you're lovely, but like I'm 25 or whatever. Have a girlfriend. It's not appropriate. Um, and then he, he's like, stay for tea if you want. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's weird. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> but then she's like so embarrassed that she's like, no, it's fine. I've got a date anyway. I'm going. <laughs> um, the fact that Ellie wanted to know what art Mr. Windsor had yeah. in his house. Which I thought was a nice little touch because obviously Ellie has a crush on him as well, um, and she like ah uh, and yeah yeah and it, like it would matter to her like, yeah so it is yeah. it's like oh like what does he like art does he like so it means something mm-hmm. to her and Magda just like I don't know some woman in a blue dress yeah <laughs> it, oh god it was it was funny it was a really funny scene yeah it was brilliant I'm um, so glad that Mr Windsor is an appeal yeah. I, I was scared it was going to go that way to be honest he's genuinely just a nice guy yeah yeah he was a really nice guy and then with Nadine and um Vicky she was called yeah um I feel like it was a it was a good scene like um, yeah. having them um and having them sort of come together to talk mm-hmm. about it and share their experience about it. I think like the because Nadine like runs up to Liam who is like 
known for being a serial abuser mm-hmm. of very young girls. Like, Bella, isn't he in college? He's like 17 or something. Yeah. Um, she runs up to him, starts shouting at him in front of his new girlfriend. Like, who's in year eight? Who's in year eight? <laughs> um, the strength that must have talked to do that. Yeah, and I think it's quite like meek as yeah. well. And like, but I didn't think that Vicky would believe Nadine, mm-hmm. and then she did, mm-hmm. and which I think is amazing. I think it's really, it was really good to show that like, he won't get away with it, um, and he doesn't. And then Vicky's like, I don't want to be with him anymore. And then they they go back to her house and have a little bonding moment. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was really good. I thought I think this is a really good chapter as well because you see both like Nadine and Magda. Yeah. In situations where, I guess the moral presented is actually a, a good yeah. one and it isn't as problematic. And then we have a little bit of Ellie and Russell as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellie picks up on the fact that Russell doesn't like Nadine and Magda. She says, I didn't like his tone, so what if I did have Magda and Nadine round? Which is good, because he shouldn't care if Ellie's with Magda and Nadine. Yeah. Um, it's none of his business. So, for, so Ellie picking up on it, I thought, again, that it was going to be, oh, she's starting to realise that he's ma- manipulating her. Yeah. And this is going to lead to her being like, actually, I don't want to be with him. Yeah. But it doesn't. No. <laughs> so it could have been good. But... Yeah. Um. Yeah. A bit of a comp. It's a confusing plot point. Yeah. Um. Because it is completely set up for them to not be together oh, at the end. Like, but yeah. It's. It it would have it would have been good. Like there's a line in the next chapter that I loved, and it would have been really good. It would be mm. ending, but I'll get to that. But I don't know. There was. <laughs> did you? It, See, with this line, I was kind of like, okay, strange, but I'm going with it. Um, when Nadine's telling them about when she met with yeah. Liam, yeah. um, she's saying like what he said, and I'm just trying to like, imagine it, like it's outside the school gate, yeah. so it's a 17-year-old boy, yeah. and she said, oh, he said um, when he was holding me, <laughs> oh my God, it I was like down. holding a marble pillar. Because I was cold and unresponsive. So stiff, so cold, so unresponsive. Nadine, like, <laughs> holding you was like holding a marble pillar. And this, this is what makes Vicky be like, oh my god. Like, I must go with yeah. Nadine now. Not that, not that, like, Vicky, he drugged me yeah. to get me to have sex with him. Instead, it was like, you are like a marble pillar. You are unresponsive. Like, what? Like, I was kind of be like, is this Nadine? Reworded it, but even so, how can you rework? How can you say in a casual way, holding you was like holding a marble pillow? Like, what? Yeah, I wrote that down. That is a bad line or a good line, depending on it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? Um, it's something else that I got that was bad that isn't really sure to be bad, even though it is, is that Ellie knows not to mention Magda and Nadine in front of Russell. Yeah. Because he won't like it. Mm-hmm. If you have to do that with your partner, so I mean, having right. like boyfriend and girlfriend at this point, like they've known each other about four days, but yeah, yeah something's up. It's a red flag. Yeah. Um, and I wish that it was like spoken about again that your know, significant other should not be jealous of your friends. Yeah, and that's stop not you normal. seeing them. Stop you even talking about them yeah. in their presence. Like, not normal, not good, especially no. when you're blooming 13. Yeah. 
very very she's young. She's from both sides as well. It's it's awful that like she has that from Russell, and then yeah. when ever she talks to her friends about it, they're uninterested. Yeah. And that like Magda kind of passive aggressively makes fun of them. Yeah. And Nadine oh, calls in the walking sketchbook. I've got that down. <laughs> I was like, what is that? Chapter 11, Mr. Windsor asked Magda to have tea with him and his girlfriend, but Magda was too mortified and left. The three then see him in the corridor and he acts like nothing's happened. Ellie tells her friends she hopes that they find nice boyfriends too. She meets up with Russell again and he's bought her some hair slides to wear to the dance. Ellie realises that the dance is on the same night as the Claudia Coleman concert. Russell bullies her into cancelling with Magda and Nadine. Both her friends are mad with her and tell her she's being selfish. Upset, Ellie talks to Anna, who persuades Ellie to tell Russell she doesn't really want to go to the dance. Ellie lies and says that her dad won't let her go to the dance, but is but Russell is annoyed when he realises that Ellie is going to go to the concert instead. So now we have a little bit of plot. Yeah. And there's this element of conflict, which is that Ellie now has to choose between her friends and her boyfriend. Yeah. Which is... I like that it's a very minor thing. Like, yeah. in terms of plot, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's not, like... It's not a big storyline like the eating disorder thing yeah. was in the last book. But for Ellie, this is a really difficult decision because her friends will be mad at her. Yeah. And Russell will be mad at her. And, like, it's realistic, like, yeah. for her to be so helpful about mm-hmm. this because you can see all yeah. the kind of, like anger she's getting and aggression she's getting from both sides about a boyfriend and about Uh friends so it's completely understandable um so obviously like russell gets her the hair clips yeah and she puts them in and i really liked the line when she says like when russell's like having a go at her Mm -hmm. she feels like the slides are digging into her head and i was like oh that's really like cool because it's like something he's given her like yeah sort of like hiding it as like love and affection But it's really hurting her. Yeah. And I was like, that would have been so good to keep this kind of theme where he's disguised in his manipulative behaviour yeah. in love. Uh-huh. I don't know, but maybe we'll see in the next chapter, maybe that is mentioned. And I think that would be really good. But again, as a standalone book, it doesn't give the best message, like just having that and then not yeah. continue with it. Like, um, the, the main thing that I got with Russell in this is mm-hmm. when he says, I bet Nadine's going to... He says that to to mean, oh, well, if Nadine's going with Magda, then it's okay because Magda won't be going by herself. Those two can go together. Yeah. And we can just go to the dance together instead. Classic emotional abuse because he's not thinking, well, Ellie wants to go to the concert because she wants to go herself. She doesn't want to miss out. He's thinking, oh, Ellie's wanting to go so that her friends don't have to be alone. She doesn't really want to go to the concert. She wants to go with me to the dance. She's just saying that. And he can't fathom this idea that Ellie has her own autonomy and wants to go to the concert because she wants to have a good time with her friends. Yeah. Um, it's like assuming that he's yeah. the, the top of a exactly. he's the one to spend time with. Like, again, they've known each other for such a tiny, tiny space of time. Like, they've met, like, three times or something. Um, yeah. And then he says, oh, so they're more important than me and my dad. Forcing her to do what he wants. Doesn't care about what she wants. So manipulative again. Makes um, her feel like she's hurt him. Yeah. By having a choice. Yeah. 
it, it's hor- it's it horrible is. to read. It's horrible that it's not taken as a, a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, they're having some problems with their relationship. Like, it's more than that. Everybody says backs her in one corner. Yeah. But she doesn't know what she has to do. And it's really sad because, yeah. like, I don't know, I hoped Russell, because obviously she was a friend, she was an I was hoping Russell could have been someone that could have been there for Ellie. She needs just one person yeah. to consistently uh-huh. be there for her. But no, he's a villain. <laughs> yeah. Um... And then, oh my god, Magda, when, so she rings Magda, and, like, when she rings Nadine, Nadine just, like, won't talk to her, because she's really upset with her, because mm-hmm. Magda had got the tickets to help Ellie cope with Russell, um, not coming on the date with her that first mm-hmm. time, so Nadine's really sad, Magda is a bit more sassy, and she says, <laughs> um, Ellie's like, oh, I wish I could come. Magda, unless Russell asks you out on a pressing date, like a Big Mac and a large order of French fries, because all they do is go to McDonald's and then go to the park. Yeah. Which, I mean, is sassy. And on their end, I suppose it is warranted because they have both been pied off yeah. by Ellie for this guy that they both bet, well, none of them really know. But it's not... Ellie had a choice, but it wasn't a choice. It was presented as a choice, but she had no choice but to choose Russell. And it's it also, I feel like that line there that you were just saying, mm. and other stuff that said during it as well, it's yeah. kind of like little comments that they're like, like oh, all they do is go to McDonald's, and yeah. like they've kept to themselves, and then just bringing it out, yeah. like when the nope can get away with it. Yeah. It's just really mean. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I think they can be really mean to Ellie. Yeah. So then. Oh, Nadine says, what style? <laughs> it went so, about she Mr. that? She walked past Mr. Windsor and she's like, what style? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I missed that. Like, okay, Nadine, I forgot you were from the 18th century. <laughs> oh, um, God. So we get to Anna and Ellie. Anna is golden, mm-hmm. like always. We love Anna. And she says, Ellie... You and your friends have a really close relationship and that's a bit intimidating to some boys. Yeah. It's no wonder that he's jealous because you're so close. Which I mean, yeah, it's true. <laughs> wish wish it was presented as a genuine bond of love between three teenage girls instead yeah. of them all just hating each other, but okay. Um and Ellie makes the decision to cancel on Russell. I kinda like how she was like, Well, oh, did you have the following? Well, whatever it was, dance with yeah. Russell first, and she said, "Well, no." Yeah. But Russell's kind of pressuring me, and I was like, "Yes, Anna, yeah. being helpful as always." Um. So she goes to Russell and says, "She's not going to go." Mm-hmm. He says, "Are you sure this isn't all just a mega excuse to get out of the dance so you can go off with your beloved girly friends? Like, yeah. way to make her feel like shit. Like, your beloved oh. girly friends, like." Yes, she has friends. There's nothing wrong with having friends. Yeah, they're like, and like, oh, your beloved girl yeah. friends, like, like making fun of it. Like, what? So she can't have any friends, no, like, at all? Like, apparently not. God, it's. I wish that there was some sort of thing, at least say, like, even if we're going to stay together. Yeah. If Ellie was like, you can't be like that. I'm not yeah. my friends. Like, they're my friends. I love them. Uh-huh. And he would have been like, okay, I understand. Yeah. And then they could have been together even in both. Or, yeah, or if he if he was like, oh, this is my first relationship, I'm not really sure how to handle myself. Yeah. Um, please, like, I don't know, please let me know if I'm 
being a dick. <laughs> like that's quite um, a lot of like emotional vulnerability, I guess, for a 16 year old But Chapter 12. Ellie tells Russell that she can't waste the ticket because Magda's dad bought her it. Russell suggests that her dad drive her to and from the dance so she can't be late going home, but she says no. Russell leaves annoyed and says he might find another girl to go to the dance with. After school the next day, Ellie and the Dean see Russell talking to Magda. They assume they're flirting with each other and go over to argue with him, but Magda clarifies she's trying to get the two of them back together. Russell apologises and the two kiss on the street. Mrs Henderson sees and shouts at her from her car. The next day, Magda tells the girls that her dad can't take them to the concert because his car's broken down and suggests taking the tube and the train instead. Ellie and Nadine say their parents wouldn't let them, so they agree to say that they're at each other's how to say that each other's parents are taking them. When they get there, they see people walking away from the venue and it turns out that Claudie has cancelled the concert. I have one tiny good and the rest is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What was the good you got? Um, it's good that Russell apologises to her, even though it's brief, and even though he's repeatedly let her down. Yeah. I mean, at least he apologised, I guess. I think this chapter further enforces the girls are never happy for each other. <laughs> ever. Yeah. And um, they're also don't know each other very well. I, I don't know. I, I, in, I thought... That sorry, you might need to cook a bit more. Yeah. Um, do you want me to just say what I've catered? Yeah. So we start off with Russell and Ellie in Mackey's again. <laughs> Russell is absolutely vile to Ellie. He is really blunt to her. <laughs> and she says to him, like, I didn't want to do this, but I can't waste the ticket. Like, she is apologetic. <laughs> he brushes her off and threatens to dump her because he doesn't get his own way. And um, it's manipulation, and he's yeah. a villain, and yes. he's yeah, he's vile, <laughs> and he makes like he's literally like, um, oh, I might go with someone else now, yeah. like pretty much suggesting the relationship is over, but then doesn't do it explicitly enough that Ellie knows where she stands, yeah. so that she's left thinking, is he gonna leave me? Is he gonna stay with me? Like leaving her in limbo like that is absolutely horrible. It's really sad. Um, how he's like that with Ellie because it's kind of like holding her in a place where mm-hmm. like if you do this then I'm going to do this like if you go with yeah. them I'm going to ask another girl it's yeah. blackmailing her it's absolutely vile it's the worst and but by the end of the chapter they're back together oh yeah and they're all <laughs> happy it, which is ridiculous so they get back together because Magda sets it up but when she's talking to Russell outside the school, Ellie and Dean just assume that Magda's flirting with Russell. Because they clearly know the best friends really well and think that's what they do. Yeah. Like, can she not talk to a boy without without it being... Like, I can't believe that was the first assumption they made. It was Nadine in this chapter. I know. Like I said to you earlier, like, with them. So Nadine straight away, like, oh my god, look at Magda. I can't believe she'd do that to you. Like, um, as if she'd um, like go flirt with Russell, like yeah. just broke up with him, and then the minute uh, Magda's like, "What? No, I was helping." She's mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, you won't believe what Ellie thought about you." And Ellie's <laughs> like, oh, "Wait, no, you thought that <laughs> yeah, too." Yeah, like yeah, Magda did like plant the idea. No, Nadine planted the idea in Ellie's head. Yeah, and then it brushed it off like it was Ellie all along. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's just really sly. 
Yeah. And yeah, so then they're back together. Mm-hmm. And Russell rings Ellie when she's getting ready for the concert and she tells him what she's wearing. And he says, You'd better not tell me anymore, you're dangerously inflaming me. I hate this book. <laughs> <laughs> no, we well, well No, we don't. We, just, we, we, <laughs> we hate these lines. <laughs> yeah, like the plot is good, the content is mainly good. The lines are weird as always. And then he says, um, you're very pretty, Sai. I think you look wonderful in your trousers and even more gorgeous in half of them. Which I was like, were you here earlier? Shorts? (laughs) Shorts. Like, I think he means, yeah, I think he means because she's getting changed. And she says like, oh, like I'm half in, half out of my trousers. Like she's got one leg in. And then that's what he means. Oh, okay. But like, who would say that? Come you look on. within half of your trousers. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, oh, what a compliment! Thanks, Russell. <laughs> sexy. God, Russell. Um. Yeah. Um. I, I think the other good thing I kind of got was I am glad that Liam has come up again. Mm-hmm. Um. Because, in some. Like some of the things in these in the series, which yeah. was like the disorder, it doesn't come back. Um, for Ellie later and Dan doesn't come back into Ellie's head later, which I find unrealistic because mm-hmm. these things would massively affect Ellie. I yeah. Think. Like knowing Ellie's character now. Yeah. Um, but I like how Liam still is on Nadine's mind and it still affects her, which is mm-hmm. completely understandable. Yeah. Because something like that would, and I think it validates that being in a situation like that would affect you later on as well as in the moment, mm-hmm. which I think is really good and important. Yeah. Chapter 13. It turns out Cardi's boyfriend said he'd leave her if she didn't stop being a feminist indie singer. The girls are disappointed and try to find somewhere else to go. A group of men who claim to be in a band invite the girls to their flat. They look sketchy and Ellie isn't sure, but one of them takes a shine to Nadine and so they go with them in the van. It's a really sketchy area, and they're offered alcohol and drugs. They're all, the guys are also very pervy. Okay, so this is what where it, yeah, this is where it goes in a different direction to what I thought. Yeah, I thought this was just going to be about Ellie and Russell, and then with like Lester, Nadine, and Liam, and Magda and Mr. Windsor, and it was going to be like their relationships and then all of a sudden we have like it was like another skinhead moment but like yeah. less so less obvious less obvious yeah um right should we talk about maybe first claudie and her boyfriend yeah so the one good thing i liked about this mm-hmm. whole situation because obviously um they're 13 year old girls yeah and claudie's like a grown woman yeah yeah, as thirteen-year-old girls, they can recognize like I can't believe Claudia would do that for a man, and yeah. like it's like yeah, like you don't have to be older to be mm-hmm. more like knowledgeable on those things. You can yeah. be a thirteen-year-old girl, and you can like have some like respect. You can pick your own decisions. You don't yeah. have to have a man telling you what to do. Yeah, and I, I kind of liked how as thirteen-year-old girls, they mm-hmm. were more. I don't know. They kind of realized something that a grown woman didn't. I feel like that's. Yeah. True. In some cases, like you don't have to be older to. Yeah. On the flip side to that, what I've got is that she's clearly in an abusive relationship with her boyfriend, to where she's like, he says to her, "I'm gonna leave you if you stop singing." Yeah, that's a good point. Kind of mirroring 
I'm gonna leave you if you don't come to the dance again. Yeah, me. like like the blackmail situation. But no one holds him accountable. Yeah. Everyone's just like, I can't believe she'd cancel yeah. for a man when I'm assuming she didn't want to. She didn't have a choice. Yeah. Because it was an ultimate. Yeah, just like how Ellie had to cancel, mm-hmm. but she didn't really have a choice. Yeah. Um, like Ellie said, she's a total feminist icon. It would go against absolutely everything she's ever sung about, which doesn't really matter when you're in an abusive relationship. Yeah. Like, your values do or can go out of the window when it comes down to that person. Yeah. Like, if there's a choice between that person or literally anyone else you would pick that person even though they are horrible mm-hmm. yeah and like you can be the biggest feminist icon powerful independent woman and you can still get yourself in like you can still be in an abusive relationship it doesn't yeah. just happen in, like um it's stereotype that happens to like really weak willed yeah. um people yeah that's a really good point like yeah. um that um that didn't that way uh the only <laughs> the only bad route Badly written thing I thought yeah. about it was the ticket guy. Yeah. In the the I don't know the like the venue. The venue. Yeah. It's like talking about it as if like him and this like famous footballer like and Claudia on the which I'm like yeah I can't believe like David would do something like that like, <laughs> and, and they're like yeah and I was like oh like we all just know each other like that's fine. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that but that is pretty funny. Um. Yeah. So. So then they're all disappointed. They've all planned this big night out, and they're gonna go try and find like a bar or something, as thirteen-year-old girls do. <laughs> and then they hear a voice from behind them, and they turn around, and there's these three guys who are in a band who want them to come back to their flat. One of them, quote, is very gothic, <laughs> and then you know, it's typical Nadine. <laughs> yeah, and then he likes Nadine. This guy is called Gothic Dave or Dave Skull. Dave Skull. <laughs> so good. Okay. Um, and they say, oh, come back to our flat. They're in a band. Nadine's interested because she likes music. And they're like, oh, Nadine, you can come and sing in our band. Magda says, maybe not, fellows. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Again, Magda's inconsistency. That who is she? Um, yeah. And obviously, three guys who have a van, and Ellie is like, alarm bells, no way, we're not going. Yeah. And she's like, grabbing the Dean, like, no, we're not going. No, 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 we're not. And then Gothic Dave says, you do what your mates tell you, do you, Nadine? Which is horrible. Mm-hmm. Obviously, pressuring her in a, a very dangerous situation. Yeah. Um, and then because of that, Nadine is like, actually no I don't I'm gonna come with you and the other two feel like they can't leave her yeah so they also get in the van and I think this is what people that reviewed it were saying when they said that they make stupid decisions because anyone would be like you shouldn't get in a van with three grown men that you don't know but I think I'm glad that they did go with the Dean yeah and that they didn't leave her to go on her own at least I think it's an easy mistake to make when you're yeah. a teenager. Oh god! Like the like, I know they're a lot older yeah. than um these girls, but the thirteen and mm-hmm. like if they've met them in real life, it's not yeah. like they're like the typical thing you see on like the PSA. Yeah. It's like an old creepy man. Yeah. Like, my mm-hmm. So it's not completely out of the realm. Yeah. 
it also shows like how easy it is for it to happen mm-hmm. um and also ellie doesn't want to go and magda to be honest doesn't even really want to go they're only going for on a date it's not just like they were blindly like oh yeah that's such a great idea mm-hmm. let's get in this van with these three strangers like it's it was more to protect her rather yeah. than because they wanted to i found um I felt like I like I feel like even though it was really sudden mm. and very like oh, okay here we go yeah very Jacqueline Wilson to yeah, have like yeah. a really random point at the end but um I could feel how scary it was yeah. when um Ellie said like he said like it was gonna be a ten minute drive and yeah. he said like a ten minute drive and somehow turned like an hour and I was yeah. like that's really scary like imagine like you're in there and you kind of like God, it's been like half an hour mm. and that way as it goes to an yeah. hour and you're like where are we going yeah like I, I could feel that being really scary especially when like this is set before like people had mobile phones and stuff yeah so they would like and um, ellie's like no one will know where we are if anything happens to us because they've all said that each of those parents were giving them a lift back and mm-hmm. um, and they just assumed that they'd be out at the concert until later there's no way to get in touch with our families I was like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that took a turn. Um, yeah. I mean, do you feel like it's out of character for Nadine to be so eager to go with um, him? I mean, we've obviously had the Liam story, mm-hmm. um, which for a while kind of like, I don't know, she was meant to be the one that's like, see, don't do that. Yeah. But at the same time, they are still 13. Yeah. So, like, even though, even people who have stuff like that happen to them, and maybe it is realistic still, yeah, because she's is only 13, and even if this thing has happened once, it doesn't mean she can't end up in, like, a situation like she had yeah. before again. I don't know. Um, I kind of thought it would be Magda and Nadine doing it, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, Magda is constantly yeah. being told that, told to us that she's boy crazy, mm-hmm. and she's always, whenever they're up shopping yeah. with this boy, she's, like, talking to them. But, um... I don't know what to do think. I, I thought it might be like Liam related because Liam told her that she was so so unresponsive and cold <laughs> that maybe now she has that in her head that she is. So by doing that, she's trying to show that she isn't. Yeah, like it's kind of like rebelling against yeah. that part. Like she doesn't want to be seen as being frigid. Yeah. But um, so she's like, I'm going to go with these men, mm-hmm. even, even if it is like out of character for what she'd ordinarily do. Yeah. Um, yeah and ellie's shocked that she's doing it she's like what has happened to nadine her brain is shrunk to the size of a pea or something yeah (laughs) um another thing that i thought was good but scary was when he locks them in Mm -hmm. um he just has the key yeah he sees ellie looking at the door and then he goes over and locks it which is awful so then they um they pretend to drink because they the guys are trying to get them drunk to do God knows what. Yeah. So they pretend to drink, which I think is a really good idea. Like, I wouldn't think to do that, and I'm glad that they put that in. Yeah. Like, just in case. Oh, God. Like, because, like, with, say, the skinhead situation, mm-hmm. that was meant to be a scary situation. Yeah. But I wasn't scared for no. the characters because it was so ridiculous. Yeah. But with this, I was scared yeah. for the characters uh-huh. because the, the, the way it was built, I think. Because even though it was really quick, it was, like, the car journey yeah and then the locking of the door and then like drinking mm-hmm. and then like wanting them to like um small yeah and, like i could feel how scary it was yeah. going definitely um 
Yeah, I've only got really one bad thing that I want to mention. It's just yeah. this big scary guy. Like, because they come out of the van and there's, they're in this like really like a scary looking area. Dave Skull, Gothic Dave, had sees these these group of lads that are drinking, and he says, "Hey, clear off you, Burks." <laughs> Which like <laughs> a scary Gothic man would not say that. Burks. Burks. I also did you notice? I like I was just kind of like okay. Um, they're trying to describe this rough area. Yeah. And I feel like Lago was mentioned eighteen <laughs> times. They were drinking lager. Oh no. Like, God forbid. Not like, lager. Not, not lager. There must be Robins. Like Oh my god. I didn't notice that, but <laughs> that is quite funny. Chapter fourteen. The girls end up escaping through the kitchen window after Ellie pretends to be sick. She leaves her shoe in there accidentally. Outside, they are accosted by a group of men, and Ellie hits one. They don't know where they are, so they run around until they find a corner shop. The guy in there says the only way that they can get home is on a rowdy late-night bus. The girls debate bringing their families, but don't want to get into trouble. They end up getting a taxi, but they don't have enough to pay for it the whole way, and they're worried about being late. They manage to get on the last train back, and who is on there but Mr Windsor and his girlfriend? They tell them they don't have a way to get home from the station, so they give them a lift. The drugs. <laughs> drugs. Um, so they smoke weed. Yeah. Well, they smoke special cigarettes. <laughs> and they're all like, let's do it. Like, let's yeah. pretend to do it so nothing bad will happen. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, like, special cigarettes was used because Jacqueline Wilson didn't want to say weed or yeah. because Ellie genuinely didn't know what they were. I don't know. And I was thinking maybe it's Ellie's narration, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's just a Jacqueline Wilson thing either. Yeah, because Ellie's not exactly like the most like hardcore thirteen-year-old. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, um, this they they are like they do some really clever things that actually could be really helpful to the reader. Like um, Ellie pretends to be sick to gross out. Piggy and Piggy and oh, amazing names. Um, and so he, she's like standing over the sink with like water in her mouth and like on her face, and he's like, "Oh God, gross! You've been sick." And she's like, "Can you please get my friends?" Yeah. And then that's when they shut the kitchen door and like make a bolt out the kitchen window, yeah. which is um really good. And then Ellie says to them when they're on like the at the bottom of the block of flats, keep to the edges so if they look down they won't see us. Yeah. Which I think is really good. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that. I wouldn't have. It's really clever. Yeah. The tension in that bit as well when they're like, because they're right at the top mm-hmm. and they have to like run down the stairs and Ellie's like getting sick yeah. and dizzy and like her heart's beating and she can't breathe properly and she's only got one shoe. Got so, like, <laughs> so like her, her foot's like killing her because she's just like slapping it against yeah. the concrete. It shows how kind of like desperate the work out the situation yeah. as well. Like yeah, I, I really think they built tension mm-hmm. in this chapter. I mean, the chapter, the the like, I think the quote with the shoe made me laugh. My foot feels weird. I think my ankle's twisted. No, I don't have a shoe. And I was like, okay, maybe that's the adrenaline, or yeah. maybe that's just Jacqueline Wilson. Maybe she's like, how could you not know? <laughs> yeah, like I don't think a twisted ankle feels the same as not wearing it's a shoe. Being barefoot. Yeah, but fair enough. Um, yeah, Pig Ian calls Ellie Miss Chris. Which I don't know what that means, but um, <laughs> and then um, so they go out. They see the same group of men that were drinking lager. 
And um, one of them says, I'll have the one with the big what's it. <laughs> That's used earlier on as well. Someone um, um, refers to breasts as what's it. I swear it is. Because I, I remember thinking it at first. And I was like, do I write that down? Because like, what's it? Stop it. But it's not. I, I was reading it. It's like, what's it? Smelling? I think <laughs> But like, it was smelt like, what's it? Yeah. Oh, that's what's weird. Like, yeah, no one would say that. <laughs> and then um, they get in the taxi, and um, the taxi driver says, "I don't know you girls nowadays." After they say that they were nearly in serious trouble, like it's not their fault. Yeah, and it always comes back to like, oh, silly girls, yeah, silly little girls. The term "silly little girls" is used about four times in this book. It's all the time, like, it's, it, they're, like, the things that we go through, it's put down yeah. to them. They even do it to each other, like, how could you be so silly, Nadine? How could you be so silly, like, to think that? And it's like, mm-hmm. no, can you not see what these people have done yeah. to them? I don't know. It's sad. But, um, I was so glad the taxi driver drove them back, because I, I was like, God, is it going to be, like, the, um, I thought it was going to be like Ellie's dad was going to go get them going yeah. and all and I, I, I couldn't be bothered to be honest no, with just the same <laughs> argument because like. even like the, that same argument happens in every book about like, mm-hmm. 15 times so I was like oh, yeah. don't let Ellie's dad pick them up I can't be bothered mm-hmm. but yeah um, I was glad that Mr Windsor showed up oh again oh my god yeah Mr Windsor and Miranda yeah Miranda his girlfriend Miranda who was like really sweet and yeah. she she's written really weirdly but uh, she's nice um, it's nice that you gave them a lift as well. Yeah, I was gl- I was glad about that. Like, Mr. Windsor getting him home, so we love Mr. Windsor. Ellie says that Mr. Windsor is dark and lustrous, but I swear he had blonde hair. Yeah, because uh, that was I swear we it was blonde hair with dark eyes because yeah. we were comparing him to Rax. Yeah, and Ellie likes blondes, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, he's got lovely tussle of blonde hair and <laughs> bloppy. Yeah. Um. So, chapter 15, Mr. Windsor's girlfriend, Miranda, asks if Ellie enjoys his art classes, and Ellie says that she does, and Miranda tells her that she's Mr. Windsor's star pupil. Ellie goes home, and when asked, she says she's had a good time at the concert. Her dad tells her it's good that she stopped lying. However, there's an article in the paper about Cordy's concert being cancelled, so Ellie gets into trouble. Russell rings her and tells her that the dance was bad and invites her to see girls out even later. But she can't go because she's being grounded. Uh, Russell promises they'll have their first proper date soon and the two declare their love for each other. Again, an awful ending. Like, like it's abrupt and doesn't make sense. I think it's... Is it the... Is it the best? It's still bad. I'd say it's the best because it's the only one where Ellie's actually ended happy. It's the most definitive ending, I suppose, because it ends with... Um, something big happening for Ellie, which is that she says she loves Russell. Yeah. But in terms of their relationship, is horrible. Yeah. It's bad. It's. It's not something we should see as the happy ending. Yeah, like I don't know how anyone could read this and think that that their relationship's healthy, mm-hmm. unless that's what we're meant to think. Maybe. I I don't know how we're meant to read it because there's so many things left unresolved with no. Ellie and Russell still mm-hmm. like because like why have it in the book like um, Russell's feelings towards Nadine and Magda yeah if they're not going to be resolved like mm-hmm. 
I thought that would be resolved before this whole, like, I love you. Yeah. Sort of stuff yeah. happens. I suppose maybe if we're wanting to read it as, like, a sad ending that she says that she loves Russell and that their relationship's, like, being taken to the next level, then we might get a bit more of the abusiveness that leads to Ellie not being with him at the end of the next book. Yeah. Um, but there's other things that weren't tied up as well, like um, the whole thing with Claudie yeah. and her boyfriend, the whole thing with um, Anna and her jumpers. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose Nadine and Liam is done, mm-hmm. and Magda and Mr. Windsor are done. Um, so in, there isn't that many loose ends. I think it, the way it ended, though, like it wasn't like... Because I felt like it was really short as well. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like things that happen every other chapter. It's kind of like a filler. Like, yeah. Ellie gets grounded, filler, in every other chapter. Yeah. Um, Ellie gets a phone call. Like, yeah. almost these things happen in every chapter. So mm-hmm. you could have ended it in chapter eight in one of the phone calls and just made him say, I love you, and ended there. Yeah. And, it, like, even the last line, even the last line doesn't have, like, like even if it's going to end in a, an abrupt place, I would have thought they would have ended it on, like, a line which makes it, oh, what's going to happen next? Yeah. But instead it's like, oh, I can't wait to tell um, Nadine and Magda the end. <laughs> and it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, it's very apparent that she's not very good at endings. Yeah. From what we've seen. Um, but I think... The next book. You know what wasn't mentioned? A mam, a mam's ghost again. Yeah. Wasn't a thing in this book. What like it was like sort of hinted at in mm-hmm. in Girls Under Pressure, and then she was she made an appearance in Girls in Love. In this, there was no mention of a mam like no. giving her any advice or anything. I don't know whether that was deliberate. I don't know whether it was Jacqueline Wilson forgetting. Um, yeah, that that happened. Yeah. I don't know whether it's just not meant to be, she's not meant to be a character, it's just more like a metaphorical thing. Yeah. Um, But I'm interested to see if there's going to be any mention of her in Girls in Tears. Yeah, like, I mean, like, thing is, like, when they do mention Ellie's mum, I feel like they use a lot of the same stuff, just Mm -hmm. saying, I miss my mum. Like, saying it straight out, which is all they really do. Yeah. Uh, I've liked it a few times when they're like, I wish I could talk to my mum about this. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. Because Ellie's mum, I think, is a massive, like, thing that's affected Ellie. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that it should be shown in a different yeah. way of feelings with her and her mum. And they could do that through, I don't know, the metaphorical mm-hmm. or real ghost of yeah. Ellie's mum. I don't know, I think that would be really interesting to look at. Yeah, definitely. Do you think it's going to happen, though? Cause no, I don't no. think, not this, not this far in. No. I think, well, again, just be a few mentions, like, I miss my mum. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, we know. Mm-hmm. I think because the way that these books are written, even though it is a series, they all have to sort of make sense on their own as well. Like in every book, she always says, Anna's my stepmom, I never used to like her, but now I do. Yeah. Edgar's my little half-brother, I have two best friends called Magdalene and Dee. So that if you do pick up, say, the third book, mm-hmm. you're not like, who are all these characters? Like how she... She mentions uh, eating disorder briefly. She mentions Dan briefly. Yeah. So that you have a little bit of context. To capture readers up. So it's the last book. We're wrapping up. And I hope she's not with Russell by the end of the last book. I really hope more than anything. Yeah. I'm assuming from the title, though, Girls in Tears, yeah. it's going to be about heartbreak. Hopefully. <laughs> All I remember is that Magda kills a hamster. 
<laughs> Maybe that's the, just the tears. Yeah, because I remember one of the chapters is like girls, because it's like girls cry when, and that's what every chapter is called. Okay. So the Magda one where she kills a hamster is like girls cry when their pets die. Yeah. So <laughs> they're gonna cry in every chapter. Yeah. So someone's gonna cry in every chapter. Mm-hmm. So we so. Ellie's going to break up with Russell, mm-hmm. and by the end of the book, she's going to be happily being a teenager with her friends, being single. All three yeah. of them are going to be single. Fingers crossed. And maybe they'll kind of get over this, like, kind of, like, need to be yeah. validated by... Definitely. And the need to compete with each other, mm-hmm. and to base all of their worth on what boys think of them, which is not great and not healthy. And... They're just going to be happy. I like to think that something happens with their dad that makes him have a personality transfer. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, though. My my hope is that Anna's business flies <laughs> off. She's really successful. She leaves Ellie's yeah. dad. She lives with just... Ellie lives with Anna and Eggs. Um, and, they're, they're, yeah, she's really successful. Yeah. She doesn't need him because I don't mm-hmm. need the dad. He's, yeah. He brings nothing positive to this table. I and think uh, he should move out into the holiday cottage in Wales permanently. Yes. <laughs> you can live with dance family. Yeah, like live with dance and do like them so much to be invited <laughs> yeah. them over and announced. Yeah, like that 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 would work for me. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of hope the friendship between three girls improves because it it's not the best, even though that's meant to be the main mm-hmm. thing in the stories of the the best of friends. Um but I don't know if it will. Yeah. Um, but I, I I think Ellie will break up Russell it's just simply looking at the title but maybe she yeah. won't maybe it's like sad tears because she breaks up with him and then like three quarters of the way through it's happy tears because they get back together yeah oh, I wouldn't be surprised if that no, happened like if that happened maybe oh, could someone die that's very Jacqueline Wilson it is very Jacqueline Wilson if Mrs Happy sticks Henderson <gasps> oh my god I don't realise how much the missile until she's gone <laughs> Speaking of Mrs. Happy Six Henderson, hmm. um, do you want to do your favourite lines? Of course, right. So, I think at number one, mm-hmm. um, my stupid besotted dad is sitting with Cynthia. Oh yeah, that's a strong choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god, I need to find. Have you have you got your three? Um, I have I have a few I can. Whack out. Oh, I've got one. I think I've only got two, and the last okay. one I've got is You're the one that I want because <laughs> words remind me irresistibly of John Trawler. They're my two lines. <laughs> irresistibly. Okay. That is really good. Um, <laughs> hmm. Do we? Do I want all Ellie in there? <laughs> yeah. All Ellie isn't a cringe line, it's a cringe scenario surrounding the line. Um, Like, even Ellie's like, I know when a kiss is coming because he says that. Yeah, she, she recognises Um You're dangerously inflaming me, I think, has to be up there as well. And, hmm, maybe snog, snog, snappy snog. Oh, that was, that was a good one. I'll have the one with the big what's it? It's Gothic Dave. There's Gothic so many. Piggy Piggy God, at the end of the series, I think we should all have it in the series. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, overall. Yeah, definitely. Tune in next time for our episode on Girls in Tears. And if you want to contact us, you can at donhan273 at gmail.com or you can reach us at donhanreviews on Instagram and Twitter.